Hello and welcome to Low Initiative, a D&D podcast for loose friends and looser NPCs. Nope, not that. Bad roles and worse acting? Getting closer. I'm Adam, and I play the character of Rot. And I'm Nathan, your dungeon master. Anyways, let's start the show. We went to the lair of the cultists underground Where Sam and the dragon could be found Our friends had been captured and we were enraptured By the terrible sight before our eyes Although we fought bravely, we were too late, see Sam woke the dragon and took to the sky. We're the good guys we were down on our luck, but we're the good guys, and we don't give a fuck. We pulled it together, but we didn't have a plan. We knew we had each other, and that's all we needed, man. We had to beat Sem, or at least we had to try. We strapped up to meet him in the sky. We flew through the air in an old taxi. Yours truly, Will, Rot, Ender, and Daphne. We met the dragon head on and all hope seemed gone We started falling and heard death calling But we struck down Sam as he fell And we sent his ass straight to hell The dragon disappeared, but never mind We got some treasures from the vault that were mighty fine We celebrated with an eight wins race But it's on to new adventures, time to turn the page We're the good guys yeah, we won in the end, cause we're the good guys, and we'll see you again. I mean, wait, did you, did you guys not already take your pants off? Cause I've been rocking bare ass since I got here. I'm looking at your jeans, you liar. <laughs> Adam, play in the space with me, please. Yeah. There's two. It's yes, it's yes and. This is a live action role playing yes game. Come on. If it's live action role playing, I want you to take your pants <laughs> off. It's not that difficult. Also, since some of you guys don't know, uh, this is Lynn. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Uh, they are joining us for uh, a session or two. Ooh, maybe three. They're going to be uh, a bit of a guest star. I'm very excited. Tell, tell us your D&D background. My whole D&D background? Everything. Yeah, what are your qualifications? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I've, uh, uh, I, the first time I ever played D&D was at an Odyssey of the Mind tournament, which is a very deep cut. I don't know if anybody knows what Odyssey of the Mind is. Anyway, but we were playing 4E, uh, and we tried to do oh. a combat encounter, and it took four and a half hours and i thought that D sucked because of that yeah uh and then i started listening to some 5e podcasts and then i got into dming and so i've been dming for like the last four or five years or so um just like home campaigns i don't do anything on like a platform or anything like that so what they're gotcha. saying is they have more experience than everyone else here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Would that. Be true. It's, been, it's been pretty sporadic uh, in terms of like how long campaigns have actually gone or have gone on. I've never finished a campaign. I've only ever gotten Nobody like has. halfway through. <laughs> you can finish D&D? <laughs> That's a really good point. I mean, technically, yeah, it's called a TPK. Um, <laughs> I actually, I like, I uh, have played like short session, like one shots that were actually like five oh, or six yeah. shots mm -hmm. where um, you like the party dies and then you just have them do some shit on the astral plane. And it's great. Nah.
Lynn's character will be joining us in a bit. It's been about a month since you guys have saved the city and defeated the dragon and gotten Sam arrested for all of his heinous crimes. And given that those of you who gave me a backstory for what your characters did for this past month, none of you included continued to see and hang out with each other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of assuming that you guys went your separate ways and are now being brought back together for the first time in about a month for uh, a a bit of a celebration and like a a kind of reopening, not reopening of the Anvil Inn and Tavern, but, you know, the Princess of E and the royal family has really pumped money into Lower Dura and has started to take care of the refugees in a way that, you know, the Bomaro family has always hoped for. And so they wanted to bring you guys back for a bit of a celebration you know, for the whole, you know, Lower Dura community. So yeah, that's that's where we're going to start off. And just just out of curiosity, which one of you feel like your character would be the first one to show up at this event? Like, who's showing up promptly on time? Like, none of us? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I was there already because in my spare time, um, Rot has been suffering nightmares after seeing... Uh, a giant dragon turn into a human and walk away. So in his time, um, he's been working at the Tiefling Community Center, trying to make things better, trying to figure out what kind of path in life he wants to take next, and uh, kind of hanging out with McGillicuddy a lot, trying to decipher these nightmares he's been having, and whether it's from what he saw with the dragon, hence McGillicuddy, or from the kind of possible change in life goals and paths so uh he was already there not really paying attention that it's a one month anniversary or anything it was more like he's fucking getting drunk with mcgillicuddy having a conversation and playing cards i probably would have been there on time oh good to see you there rot why don't you have some of this good time for celebration oh every time you celebrate when i see you oh my fucking god it's the famous (laughs) mcgillicuddy Apple pie liqueur. I can't believe you've uh, been keeping this a secret for all these years that I've known you. Like, you made this and, you know, it's so good. You learn things in prison. <laughs> no. <laughs> so good. Give me another. Yeah, this is just toilet hooch. Yeah, I was going to say. Tastes like toilet water. That was really good. Can I have another? <laughs> so, yeah. Also, uh, he's still been studying Draconic. I think I can get some cuss words out. It's been a month. Yeah, we'll say that you're, you know, at least halfway fluent. Sick. I can speak it. I can't read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this moment, in walks Ander, you know, fresh uh, for the party. And uh, Oh, hey, hey there, Rob. How are you doing? Ander, my good buddy. How are you? It's been a long time. How have you been yeah. this past month? I, you know, I, uh, I've missed you. I, I've been doing pretty well. I've missed you too. Just, uh, you know, doing some work for the 13. And I uh, actually got a job at a vineyard kind of just outside of town. You don't um, say. So I brought a couple bottles if you want to share some. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. <laughs> All right. I'll pour some. We got plenty to share with you too. Fantastic. My character's going to be drunk by the start of this episode. <laughs> Have some toilet hooch. 
Are they just oh. bringing in their own alcohol oh. to this bar? <laughs> Something you could totally legally do all no. the time. I highly suggest taking your own alcohol to a bar and drinking it. Only if it's in a plastic bag. <laughs> um, uh, now could you, uh, could you not drink, be drinking your own alcohols here? We, that's kind of how we make our money. I mean, I guess, guess you guys made us enough money, but you know what, just, just do as you please. Thanks, Padmala. Oh, no problem. Thanks, Padmala. You want to try some? It was made in this bathroom here. I've, yeah, Miguel Cody said toilet hooch, and I said no. That's, uh, that's where I draw the lines. Oh, I'm gonna guess Will is gonna be the third to show up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burst in the scene, uh, and I'm gonna be just, just playing. First of all, I'm dressed to the nines. Uh, I got shiny new boots, um, and I'm gonna be strumming my, my little uh ukulele uh or sorry my loot my new loot i'm gonna be like we slayed a dragon so pour another flagon of ale Woo! Woo! you're looking fine william <laughs> Damn, thanks rot. Look at you your clothes finally match your boots oh thank you rot thank you rot my sweet princess of darkness <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I've, it's been so long. I don't think I've seen you this whole month. I mean, I don't think I have. I I might have forgotten about it. I my memory's been been a little off lately. I got these uh I got these sweet tattoos to celebrate us slaying this dragon. And I like show up my my forearms and they've got like it looks like dragon scales um uh going up my forearm. Uh, and I'm like at least I think it's a tattoo. I don't remember getting it, but you know. Anyway, I thought it looked pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but but yeah, did it hurt? Uh, I don't I don't remember. Um, I just remember waking up and feeling a little bit stronger, and I uh, had these uh, had these dragon scales on my on my forearms. I was like, oh, sweet. Um, but yeah, what what have you guys been up to, Andrew? Good to see you too. Hey, yeah, Will, um, you're looking real good. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, uh, yeah, I've been on uh, on tour a little bit. Uh, you know, playing playing different uh, shows and stuff. My my name's really gotten out there since you know saving the city, helping to save the city with you guys. So uh, yeah, yeah, I've been uh, I've been just making the rounds and and you know earning a little uh, earning a little cash playing uh, playing venues. Have you uh, been working on that mixtape? Oh, you know it. It's it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's going to be pressed on. <laughs> On magical wax? I, I, I feel like <laughs> wax exists. I'd say you gotta strike, strike while the dragon fire is hot, you know, start them tours while everyone knows your name. Yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten so much material for, from all of our adventures, uh, but, but what have y'all been up to this past month? This. <laughs> Raise up another glass. <laughs> Kill oh, that's the rod I know. <laughs> Cheers. Everybody. Cheers. I help make this, and I'll uh, pour you a glass of a fine, uh, like, raspberry wine. Oh, my God. Ander, how did you know, first of all, that raspberry is my favorite? And second of all, this wine is art. This is beautiful. And I, I give it a little, you know, swirl, and a little sniff, and then just down the glass. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Has anyone seen Daphne? Not lately, no. Um, I mean, I hope she shows up. Did anyone send her a message to, to come? I mean, I don't even remember getting my message to come, but I just kind of made my way here. <laughs> I, it just feels like the place to be. Yeah, I mean, I've been here almost every night. So, <laughs> you know. 
I have a problem. And it very much is the place to be because as you guys are, are there, you know, more people are filtering in. The, uh, the bar is really starting to fill up. Steve is there with a lot of his actor friends, some that you've seen before, some that you haven't. One that's still in, like, full costume from character as if he was, you know, born a thousand years ago. Uh, and Tadpole, of course, is there. Yes! Oh, Tadpole made it! Does Steve seem pissed with us? <laughs> no, Steve. Steve's pretty happy. He, you know, got to... Steve took some credit for this. He was like, I was a part of the good guys. They said I was an honorary member. We couldn't have done it without Steve. Still in your honorary role being naked, I see. Of course, I'm never putting clothes on again. <laughs> so uh, tell, tell me about your latest play, Steve. We've decided to really focus in on the history of everything. Like, you know, uh, we, we got some new members of the troop, and they, they're like, hey, 100 years war, over, tired, done. We've done 100 years war. We're going back to the beginning. Let's let's really dig into our roots as Aberronians. Is that what we call ourselves? I mean, that's the planet we're on. I always I always called myself an Aberronian, but Aberronians. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You, it's fine. Thing. Okay. <laughs> it's better than Aberrugers. Aberaganders. Aberonerian. Never mind. No, that, that's nothing. Sorry. I would like to walk over to Tadpole, put an arm around, and be like, "I'm really proud that you, uh, you uh, dropped that shipping gig and pursued this, man. I'm, I'm, you've done a great job, Tadpole." Tadpole dances now. <laughs> I, I've seen your work. I've, I've stopped in. I caught a couple shows. Uh, you, you really hold a candle to uh, Steve's. Tadpole not hold candle. <laughs> right, right. You don't. You don't. Tadpole dance. Tadpole. <laughs> Tadpole tap dance. Tadpole tap dance. Tadpole marengo. Tadpole salsa. Tadpole not hold candles. No candles. Tadpole, it I'm sounds so like sorry. you've invented some of these dances. I've never heard of these. Tadpole can teach. And Tadpole kind of grabs you, like, one hand, you know, on your arm, the other, like, around your waist, and just oh, starts, shit. like, forcibly, you know, leading you through a dance to no music. Nice. Should I do a dexterity check? A dexterity saving throw? <laughs> do, do you want to resist the dancing, or do you want to go with the dancing? Oh, I want to go with it. I want to, I, I'm going to the flow. Oh, yeah, give me a dexterity saving roll to just go with the flow. Yep, 23. Excellent. Yeah, you guys are... So we're just cutting a rug with no music. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if it was ever established what race Tadpole was, but I always picture him like one of the fucking street sharks. Oh, he's a dragonborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was established. That's in the Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, a street shark's basically a, you know, a dragonborn of the sea. We got to take him with us now. <laughs> You're a part of this now, Tadpole. <laughs> so, suddenly there's a loud bang from upstairs. No, like like, a like an explosion. Like an explosion. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then Daphne's door opens up with smoke billowing out. Nice. Her uh, face has boggles and she, it's covered in soot and dirt. And she takes off her gloves, comes downstairs, gets a drink. What are you fuckers doing here? <laughs> Daphne, have you been here the whole time? Yeah. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> How did we not cross paths? I don't really leave. <laughs> That's fair. No. I leave. I feel like maybe you guys had different goals. All the time. <laughs> I just follow that bastard. 
So maybe different hours. It's then from out of the room, a mechanical winged lizard flies out. Did the lizard ever have a name? No, this is a different lizard. Oh, it's a new lizard? So this one doesn't talk like this? <laughs> this one has wings now. Well, that's Holy cool. shit. Daphne, have you, been, have you been tinkering in this lab all this time? Also, are you okay? There was an explosion. Oh, yeah, I mean, that might be concerning. That's fine. Uh, so, uh, good to see you. <laughs> Shockingly. What have you, what have, I mean, that thing's cool. What's that? Does it have a name? It's cute. Don't worry it's about it. It's intimidating. I like it. And it's kind of like flies down and lands on her shoulder. The good arm or the bad arm? Or the different arm? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they're not good or bad. It's just one is mechanical. Well, Daphne, it's good to it's good to see you in in mostly good health. I mean, like like Andrew said, that was an explosion. Are you are you okay? Fine, good enough for me. Steve comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, you know, my my dad's a doctor. Like, maybe, do you do you want me to take a look at anything?" And he kind of he lightly places his arm on you. I'm gonna punch him in the dick. Ha! What is your passive perception? Oh, do you perceive the flirting that's going on right now? From the naked man. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I see anything? What is your passive perception? 18. Jeez. You notice that Steve is wearing a small, um, like, little signet ring that has, like, a little pokey needle in it, and that he's just taken a little bit of Daphne's blood. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Steve? Uh, what, what you got there, bud? Uh, nothing. Is this before or after I punched him in the dick? Did you punch him in the dick? Yes, I said I punched him in the dick. Roll dick punch. Uh-huh. Sounds more like a character name than a move. Those are my favorite three words in all of Dungeons and Dragons. Roll dick punch. <laughs> I missed the dick punch. Oh. It's a five. That's good. I don't have stats for Steve, but I feel like even a five. You misses. swing and you just kind of barely miss the tip of his yeah. So is this like a small target situation? Is that why you missed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andre, did did you see something? Why are you questioning Steve? He's a good guy. Yeah. Daphne, do you feel okay? I, I feel like uh, Steve might have just done something maybe a little sneaky. You're, you're saying Steve did something even weird for Steve? Yeah, this is weird for a naked man. Oh, God. In a bar. Steve, what have you done? Nothing, nothing. Don't. You know, hey, just time time for you guys to celebrate, you know? I'm going to put my duplicate behind him. Hey, I don't, I don't want any trouble. I'm just, I'm your guys' friend, Steve. Well, if Andrew doesn't trust Steve, I'm going to kill Steve. I mean, not trust Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you were going to? Guys, guys. Can, can I, like, try to ascertain why he might be doing this based on, like, his mannerisms or something? Do you want to try to use a perception check to just, like, figure out why he's stealing all of your blood? Uh, all, all of my blood? What? I, I mean, I was thinking it would be insight, but if you want to give me a perception check, I'm definitely okay with that. Yeah, I'll give you guys an insight check. I only got a nine. Yeah, you don't quite know why this person who you've imprisoned and kind of been a dick to multiple times is stealing your blood, but, you know... I would like to use my psionic telepathic ability to get in Steve's brain. Okay. And start chatting with him be like, but I want to try to disguise my voice and make it sound creepy when I'm doing it. Okay. 
Steve Stevenson the Seventh. What are you doing to your friends? <laughs> now, when he responds, does he respond like telepathically to you? He can respond. I don't know. What do you? How do you think Steve would respond to all of a sudden having a demonic voice coming into his brain? Would he say it out loud or just be yeah. thinking? Fair point. Oh shit! What's God? What's in my what, What's in my head? What is in your head, Steven? Nothing, nothing. I was just... Steven. <laughs> what are you doing to your friends? I, I'm just taking their blood. Got three of the four. What was that? You're taking our blood? What do you mean you're taking our blood? Well, let's see that ring there, Steve. And it's, it's pretty much just like a regular basic ring, but with like a mechanical you know, quick like trigger um, needle that can like pop out and... Snag some blood. That's cool. It's not something you need. You play a naked man. This is obviously clothing. Why don't you give that here? I promised someone else I wouldn't. Guys, it'll all uh, it'll all be made clear by the end of the night. You know, a, a, a mutual friend said they had a surprise for you guys. Just who's the friend, Steve? Will, Will, can I have a little bit of your blood? Yeah, of course, Steve. You just had to ask. You didn't need to be sneaky about it. Here. See, <laughs> see, it's it's all gonna be okay. And he just takes a little bit of Will's blood and is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go now. No, no, no you're not going <laughs> to go yet. Who's the friend? Uh, uh. Who's the friend, Steve? He goes by Gary. I don't know if I've met a Gary. Guys, we don't need to be concerned. Steve obviously doesn't have friends. Just let him, let him, let him have this one. It's just a little bit of blood. You know, what What are you guys going to need this little bit of blood for? What do you need it for? I would like to cast Prestidigitation on the ring to clean off my blood. <laughs> just just your blood. <laughs> I, I don't know what Gary needs it for. Gary just asked. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. Um, Why is Gary not at the party? He should be here. <laughs> G- Gary's at the party and he kind of, he points over yeah. at the one acting friend that's in like, ancient robes i was gonna say steve do you see gary right now is gary here in the room with us right now does does gary have your blood steve i don't i don't think the big surprise is going to include me i would like to try to grab steve's arm and like do a quit hitting yourself with the ring hand (laughs) so steve's blood gets in it too okay uh give me a dex roll and we're just gonna do a dex contest Ooh, five. Nineteen. Damn. Damn, you got more blood! <laughs> you got more of mine. Shit. It's more of your blood. <laughs> yeah, suck on these! Okay, now I want to kill him. <laughs> now I'm actually going to attack him. Hey, let's just have some drinks and all calm down. You convinced me. Another round? Another round? Yeah, I'll have some more of that wine. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll mix the wine with the toilet water. I mean, have a little half and half. Raspberry toilet alcohol, uh, apple whiskey. Does that actually sound that bad? I know that actually kind of sounds nice. Yeah. I'm not opposed. I've I've drank worse things. Me too. Spaghettios and vodka er, <laughs> doesn't make a bloody mary. <laughs> God. Did you say spaghettios and vodka? <laughs> I was drunk and I was trying to make a Bloody Mary and I only had spice rum, spaghettios, and hot sauce. <laughs> so I put okay. the rum, some ice, and I tried to like sift the spaghettios out just to get the sauce in there and then put hot sauce in there, but like a noodle and a meatball got in there. Interesting. It didn't work. Now it was, was it spaghettios was it spaghettios with hot dogs? Did you use the hot dogs no, as like a garnish? Oh. Oh, with meatball. 
Was it just the spaghetti O's? No, it's the spaghetti O's with meatball. Oh. Yeah, so you can use the meatballs like sauce, a garnish. That's that's using your noodle. Yeah. More I was thinking was it like alphabet O's, like where you get the whole, you know, uh, A disease. And it spells Bloody Mary so you don't yeah. feel like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you smell Bloody Mary. You're all at this event with, you know, basically everyone you've met over our previous uh, 12 sessions or, you know, 10 days of time, however long your guys' previous ventures were. Uh, is, is there any of them that you guys want to see or talk or have a conversation with? I'd like to give Gerard Baron a kiss on the cheek, please. You go up, you kiss Gerard. Good to see you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoying this open relationship we got going on. Of course. Oh, no. Still can't believe, I don't know what you see in Tobias. I mean, that saggy ass, that bald head, but he's got a good personality, <laughs> and I support your love with my love. <laughs> he is open to a throuple whenever you so choose. Didn't he have a family <laughs> as well? <laughs> hey, we're on up and up. I don't know about Tobias. You know, to be fair, I think I might have cut that when I was doing editing. So I'm not sure if he has a family or not. <laughs> so we're going to go nice. with Gerard doesn't know if Tobias has a second family. Nice. If not, if he does, Tobias is the asshole, not Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Gilby, do you know what somebody could have used for uh, a bit of blood for? I know a lot of spellcasters who use blood for like spells and shit. They say never let a wizard get your spell or get your blood. Great. And can I also say that uh, my duplicate has just been standing near the door preventing Steve or uh, Gary from leaving? Sure. If, and if they like attempt to go through the door, he's, he will stop them. Nice. Okay. Uh, will is just like, he's still kind of strumming on his, his lute and just singing as he's getting a little bit more wasted. Uh, but every once in a while he'll slip into, uh, instead of speaking common, he'll be speaking like this other language that maybe Rot would understand a little bit of. Uh, but yeah, he's, so while he's, while he's singing, uh, every once in a while, he just kind of slips into this other language and is kind of like slurring his words still a little bit, but, uh, but singing in, uh, yeah, what Rot might recognize as draconic, but maybe no one else would, would pick up on that. McGillcuddy knows it fluently, so he's he's vibing. Cool. It's an old song he knows. He's singing along. <laughs> um, give me a perception check. D&D Beyond, you have betrayed me. Oh, it's it's pretty good. It's a 23 again. You notice Gary is also vibing and kind of nodding nodding along. Nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, I finished my uh, I finished my little uh ballad and then I want to I want to make Make some rounds with my with my people, my fellow creatives. So I uh, I go over to Steve's crew and start start chatting them up. And I uh I want to talk to I want to talk to this Gary guy. Like, hey, uh, I noticed you uh you really vibing with my song. Uh, you know what what uh what do you do? What is, are you an actor? You could say that. And I'm just gonna try to like slip into the crowd, um, so that uh Steve and Gary kind of lose sight of me. Okay, give me a stealth check. 17. All right. Yeah, it's a densely packed bar, you know. Yeah, people there kind of coming and going. I'm tiny. Yeah. I mean, it is Lower Dura and there's a lot of the halfling refugees, so you're more like average size. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Gary, can I call you Gerald? 
you, you seem to have this uh, very deep, uh, you know, haunting voice. Uh, I feel like you could be a really good, a really good soulful singer. Uh, have you ever, you know, thought about maybe, you know, taking up, taking up some, some music. You seem to be vibing along with my song and singing, singing along a little bit. Uh, I, I feel like you could be a really successful, you know, singer. Maybe, maybe we could go on tour together. He extends his hand as if like to ask for a loop. Oh, all right. Yeah. Here. Uh, I, I'm kind of partial to this, uh, to this loot here. It's, it's, you know, kind of my, my new buddy here. Uh, what up, bro? Uh, yeah, he's, he's a talking loot. Don't, don't, don't pay any, any attention to him, but you can have my backup loot here. Uh, and I hand him my, my old loot. <laughs> so you hand him your loot and he plays and like for comparison, imagine you played Katy Perry. Firework. Yeah. And he just whips out Beethoven. So mine was superior then. You know, like the the common people probably uh, prefer yours, yeah. But um, it's uh, musically, yeah, technically, yeah. He makes the group weep. Yeah. Damn. Where where did you where did you study music? I've never I've never heard anything like that before. I have studied music for longer than you have been alive. Okay. Well, I mean that makes sense. I'm not I'm not that old. Uh, (laughs) What's how? You know, where, where, where did you study music? What, you know, what's, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to maybe learn from you a little bit. We will speak more later, my son. And he kind of puts his arm on you and moves away. N- not not cool. over here, but did he just call you your son? Oh, I mean, I think it was just an expression, right? People say that all the time. Like I call you the princess of darkness. You're not actually a princess. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I'm going to go back to church again. And to be fair, <laughs> Gary does, um, he is an elderly man. He is kind of gray beard. Um, he's surprisingly strong. Does he look like Gandalf? Um, not not quite like Gandalf. I think more like short trimmed. Um, maybe more like a Count Dooku type. Like oh you know, hell a little, yeah, okay. a little bit more regal. But like when he grabs yeah. your shoulder, he's surprisingly strong and like fit for being what you guys would assume is like a ninety year old human. Gotcha. I get the feeling that he looks like he's a thousand, not because of makeup. He is not in makeup. That's a, yeah, a good he just uh, is a thousand some years old. Maybe that's um, that's Man. just the feeling I'm getting. What a cool guy! Uh, hey, Ender, can I have can I have more of that wine? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. And I'll just hand you one of the bottles. Oh hell yeah! I I pop the cork on that bad boy, and I'm just I'm just sipping, sipping and singing. So as the night goes on, it starts to get a little bit later into the evening. Um, you know, people are starting to filter out and, you know, Steve, you know, goes to leave. Some of the other actors are leaving. Um, it appears Gary has, uh, gotten a room for the night at the inn. Uh, and he's just heading up to his room. Uh, what are, what are you all doing? I'm between two things. I either want to trail Steve or say that I got some more detonating wands to celebrate the night and do fireworks off the roof. The detonating wands were kind of made by this group, but I assume that you guys also kind of cleaned up the group. So yeah, we can say that you have a few detonating wands. I just, you know, got some for celebration, not weaponized versions. Yeah. These are safety, like you click it and you got like 10 seconds to throw it, you know? Yeah. Small yeah. little sparks. They're they're what the group wanted to perfect into. <laughs> <laughs> so in the recovery efforts post, um, post the Day of the Dragon, you know, they discovered more of the wands. Uh they were not going to let you have any, but then Professor Kaneth got a hold of some and like modified them to make them non-lethal and like non, just like basically sparkler wands that 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to be sitting on the roof of the Anvil Inn, with my feet hanging off the edge, just like have a bottle of whiskey next to me, just... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, want to throw some? <laughs> Everyone's favorite uncle on 4th of July. <laughs> exactly what I'm going for. You guys, I, I, I missed you. I've been so lost without seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so are you all four just kind of standing out on the roof uh, with these sparklers yeah I'm going to try to keep an eye on uh, Steve and where he's going from up here okay uh, Daphne yeah. did you say you were uh, I'm back in my room okay no I'm definitely I'm definitely on the roof uh, engaging in these shenanigans and you've all been drinking correct oh my my oh hell yes I stopped after getting my blood taken. <laughs> it's uh, a very reasonable thing to do. Um, I would like you all to give me Arcana saving throws uh, for those of you that have been drinking at disadvantage. Whoops. So if it's a saving throw, do we like add our proficiency or how do you want an Arcana saving throw? Yeah, yeah, you can add proficiency. I don't know. I make things up as I go along. Okay. You got an 11. I don't. I was just saying, since it's a saving throw, oh, yeah. there's not a Arcana saving throw. That's true. Well, let me make it simple for you. I rolled a natural one. So I think I failed, regardless of proficiency. Yeah, I rolled a 13 without proficiency. Okay. I rolled a 21. Daphne, you're not feeling anything. Will, you just instantly fall asleep? <laughs> I'm like... Rot and Ander, you guys are, are drowsy and kind of like moving slow, you know. <gasps> Big yawns. Ander. Look at the yeah. Look at the the lightweight over there. Look at the lightweight. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like poke Will, see if he responds at all. Mommy. <laughs> oh, he probably shouldn't be sleeping up on the roof. Uh, let's see if I can. No, I'm gonna try to move you into a, a room. You want help? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I kind of just grab Will's hand. <laughs> All right, you get the rest. All right. <laughs> you guys look like purple people. I will attempt to pick up Will and take him inside. Uh, strength check. <laughs> I'm big boy. Oh. I either got a 19, which it looked like. Then I, I got a 14. Yeah, you guys You guys carry uh, Will downstairs. Um, you know, with Rot just holding one hand, and I'm picturing, like, Ander grabbing the feet. Like, he's kind of still dragging, and it's, it's making some noise that Daphne would hear and notice. Um, but Will is just out. Uh, and at this point, um, uh, Ander and Rot, you've moved him to a bed. Uh, give me another uh, Arcana saving throw at disadvantage. The first one was a six plus one, so this one brings a plus one. Four. Natural one for a two. All right. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. You guys basically get Will onto a bed and like just kind of snuggle in next to him because you're, <laughs> you're sleepy boys. This is ideal. I just picture it like we got Bill, Will on there. Well, that was a lot of work. Punk over top. Punk over top. So it's just like three piled bodies. Uh, Daphne, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, I assume that you're going to just kind of continue tinkering with bullshit. Okay. Instead of making your roll, can we just assume that you're going to continue to tinker with bullshit until the spell effects cause you to fall asleep? Uh, I kind of have advantage against things that make me fall asleep. This might take some time then. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it happen. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Go to sleep. 
Is this why you asked me about my sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> I've even sleeping. What, uh, what is your plot? I mean, what are you trying to get out of this? <laughs> Go to bed, Elves don't have. Elves don't have to sleep. <laughs> That's that's why this is a magical spell that's putting you to sleep. That's why I have stuff against putting me to sleep. That's handy. Yeah, I have advantage against being charmed. Magic can't. All right. <laughs> We're pivoting to plan B, which is Tadpole. Opens the door. In his hand is a rag with chloroform on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Can it just be a, a large comical mallet? Can it be a cartoon mallet? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, that's just chemical magic, so he's still resistant to that. No, that's just <laughs> chemicals, <laughs> not chemical magic. I cast a chloroform spell on this rag. All I needed was this potion of chloroform. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so Tadpole's coming at you. Um, give me uh, a dex saving throw oh, to avoid being um, grabbed. That's a 15, my dude. All right, you've avoided being grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Am I fighting Tadpole? Is that what's going on? What? Well, what is your reaction to Tadpole coming at you? Uh, my reaction to Tadpole coming at me is to shoot a ray of frost. Oh, poor Tadpole. Does a 23 hit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Tadpole's not armored or anything, so... He's a fucking street shark. He's tough. And if he's dragonborn, they, I think they have like automatic thir- plus dex to D- AC. Yeah, it's still <laughs> He takes... 15 damage and is slowed. Okay. Uh, he's alive, but he's, you know, pretty slow. What are you going to do? Teleporting out of there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, where are you teleporting to? Uh, we're going to teleport to Canis' office. Okay. So you've teleported up um, to Morgrave University in Ka- Professor Canis' office. Uh, it's after hours. Canis was at the party. So no one's there. Yeah, but no one's going to be there. So I've... All right, you've escaped. So for the rest of you... <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Daphne is not in this little mini you, like, you were like, you were like, hey, I'm trying to magically put you to sleep. And then you're like, the large dragon came in with chloroform. What does your character do? Yeah, you know, that's fair. As that's you fair. sit tinkering, something explodes in your face and knocks you out. No, no, we'll get Daphne in this eventually. <laughs> Time moves differently in the dream world. We're going to the dream world? Fuck, I didn't get my little Inception trinket ready. Oh, no. Yeah, you gotta have your totem. Fuck. I need a kick. My kick is when I roll off of your body. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ron... Where's Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Ander and Will are, uh, seem to be sharing a same dream where they're in, like, a swirling gray cloud and... You know, as it kind of swirls out from around them, they can walk, but there's not really earth beneath them. Um, There's not really land. It's kind of just like an empty, starry void. Uh, And they see through the gray clouds Gary on the other side. And then this clouds swirl around Gary, and he becomes the dragon. Oh. Hey, that guy That guy was going to teach me about music. Am I still drowsy? Do I still have weird effects going on? <laughs> no, you guys are you guys are fully undrowsed now. Oh, cool. Do we take short and long rests in the dream world? <laughs> Did any of us take damage or use spell slots? Did I get my immovable rod back from the train company in this past <laughs> month? Yes. Perfect. Cool. Hey, that, that guy was going to teach me about music, and he... He was the dragon? Was he the dragon? I thought it was like a lady that walked. I mean, I guess they could take different forms, but I don't know if it's the same dragon or not. You know, hold on, hold on. Where the fuck are we? What's this gray cloud time place? 
Like, this is where we are, right? And I'm trying to lay some clouds. Yeah, I, I have no idea. This is way above my uh, expertise. Can we take a short pause right there? Because I have to poop. Don't worry, dear listeners. He just has to defecate. <laughs> Keep it in, Nathan. So you've teleported into Kane's empty office. Which, what are your reactions? What, what's going through your head? I don't plan now. No, no, my plan is what is your plan? You are the character in this game. Where are you going? What are you doing? You should try to steal everything. Steal everything in the office. She had, yeah. she had cool shit in her office. She had cool shit in her office, right? She did. Uh, she had uh, a gambler's blade, a twin sun blade. Uh, you already took the shield of fire attraction. Uh, she's the cloak of the scarlet macaw, which uh, is like a multicolored cloak that will allow you to fly when wearing it. Uh, yeah, I put good stuff in her office for you guys to steal early in the early in our adventures. But we were all good characters. We don't just steal things. Yeah, not things. I mean, Daphne might. Are you going to steal something? I'm going to steal all those things. Okay. <laughs> I'll start linking them over to you. Also, what are you doing? Uh, and then I'm going to pull out a uh, speaking okay. call. Who was the changeling? Dave. Okay. You should call Dave. Dave, I think we're under attack. Hey, what What do you mean we're under attack? Some dragonborn just busted into my room and tried to abduct me. That's not good. I mean, you know, listen, I want to I wanna recognize that as a woman in society, you shouldn't have to feel... That, you know, people are breaking down doors to get at you. I'm going to hurt you. Well, I, I wanted to recognize your feelings first. Um, but I also, I'm not entirely sure that this requires one of the 13 most powerful, like, people in the, the kingdom. Like, you know, I want to respect you as a friend, but I'm also just, I'm not sure that this is, like... Welcoming after the savior of the city. Good point. Good point. Uh, what about the others? Do you know if the others are safe? I don't. You're not very good at this hero thing. You're supposed to hear loud bangs and, like, go to them and, like, try to protect things, right? Were you paying me for that? Okay, I'll, I'll meet you back. Uh, did this all happen down at uh, the Anvil Inn? Yeah. Okay, I'll meet you down there. Let's let's see if we can rescue the others. Uh, since Dave has his ship and he's gone back to taxi, you know. It's a great way to get intel. Find out how what people are really thinking. What's you know what's the vibes of the city? He just kind of swings by and picks you up and takes you down. You guys arrive back down at the Amblin Tavern, and it's pretty quiet. It's you know you're back to just the usual suspects in there. Kind of the boys just shitting around, Padmala cleaning up, and the fucking dragonborn busts down the door. It was in your room. I assume you weren't just like sitting in the common area. No, but I was like. Loud. No, he's very stealthy. He's a dancer. Yeah. Also, like explosions have probably been coming from Daphne's like room, like constantly, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've gotten used to loud noises coming from your room. They're not exactly all that uh, worried about it. Okay. So then, does uh, what room did they will in? So you go upstairs and you kind of um, you know what rooms that they would be staying in, and you kind of see the the three of them all asleep on top of each other. Uh, Dave goes to try to wake them, and th they're not waking up. Um, they're, they don't seem to be able to be awoken from the state that they're in. I'm going to dick punch Will. Will, you feel this in the dream room. Oh, jeez. God, what was that? Did one of you guys punch me in the in the pain? I'm over here. I didn't, I didn't touch you. Yeah, no, that wasn't me. Is there an enemy around? Yep, I, I don't hear any battle music. Up. Yep, I don't think they're waking up. Huh. Well, we might want to... Let's look around. Here, you check that hallway, I'll check this hallway. Like, you know, kind of just go dead separate ways. It's the same hallway, but like right, left. Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Yeah, you detect a whole heck of a lot of magic. Do I see like magic in like the bottles? They... Oh, 
No, it's not um, not in in the bottles, but you you detect a room that's got a large magical presence emanating out of it. So I open that door. Gary's in there, and he, he kind of turns on you, and he's like, I should have known that I couldn't force you into the tree vault, but will you go willingly? For what? The fate of the world. Hmm. <laughs> Do we have more incentive than that? And some really cool magical shit. Got it. Where is the said shit? In the drilled. Hmm. 500 gold on top. Man, Daphne's a great negotiator. Humans think so small. 500 gold is parcels compared to what you'll have when you're done. Then it shouldn't be a problem. It is not. Can Rot snore and be like, gold? <laughs> so he kind of offers you a, a vial and like, you know, drink this to go to sleep, basically. Okay, take it. All right, and poof, you appear in the dream world next to them. Well, in my room. Okay, yeah, you can fall asleep on your own bed. But you all appear in the same collective dream with uh, Gary the dragon. Daphne! <laughs> Where'd you come from? You guys are fucking idiots. Were you the one that punched me in the wang? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where we are? Were you invisible? No and yes. And no. <laughs> I don't remember the order of the questions anymore. Wang punch. Wang punch. Where are we? Where are we? Invisible. Invisible. All right, so so where are we? Oh, that explains that guy. You're in Dalkur. Yeah, that. The realm of troops. Told you. Are you the reason for all the nightmares I've been having recently? No, that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a you problem. I was really hoping you said yes, because that would tie in how I got my multi-glassing very nicely. Yeah, no, that's just you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Figure that out another time. What the fuck are we doing here? Is this from you taking our blood? I'm gonna kick Steve in the dick. I did have my servant Steve get that blood from me. Get your servant Steve a nice little jailhouse room in the sky again. Where's my money? You'll have your money. Money? Wait, are we being paid to sleep right now? Not you. <laughs> Hold on, I want, I want to get paid or I'm waking up. <laughs> Can try. I thought I was gonna learn how to play the lute better. Hey, buddy, hey buddy, you know what? This pretentious fuck playing. What was that? Dragon Toven. I love, I love Gnome Perry. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. Instead of uh, oh. Beethoven, it was Dragon Toven. Uh, Toven, and instead of Katy Perry, it was Gnome Perry. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't like that at all. No, like you. You're getting paid. If you're all quite done, I have some things to explain. All right, man, damn. First, you're probably wondering who I am. Gary. Not really. A dragon. I am Galifar the Uniter, dragon of the Middle Realm, toppler of the Darkha, king of the Five Kingdoms. As he's doing this, Possessed by as he's doing this I'm making the, like, flapping with my fingers. Just <laughs> kind of, like, I add on the title, easily possessed by a necklace. Ruler of Corvera, father to all, but above all, I am Eber. And Sem's bitch occasionally. He kind of, he's in full dragon form now. I'm sleeping, if I die, I just wake up. You can die. Yeah, if you die in the dream, you die for real. Oh shit. Who's proven that? I have. All right. Long ago. Is this story gonna take a long time? Yeah, probably. All right, let's shut up and listen. Listen, here's the thing. The dream world, real world, time passes differently. You guys can be in the dream world for millennia and come out the same day. So, I got as much time if I want a monologue here as I fucking want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay down with, like, my arms crossed behind my head. 
thousands of years ago. Siberi, Kyber, and I were all that existed on the material plane. We forged the continents, you raised man from single cell organisms. Did a shit job. Oh. To the greatest kingdoms you've ever. And then retreat. In attempts to perfect humanity in the material plane, we were tried to sever connections to the 12 external planes until the members of the 13, my original 13, some 3,000 years ago, betrayed us. Then yes, the fire makes a hand up. Rot raises hand. Uh, uh, you said originally 13? Like, or is that a different 13 than we know, or are they just old as shit? Yeah. Like you. No, no, that's, that's, it's traditional. It's, uh, you know, you have 13. Because the, 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 the 13 we have now are all related. Were the original 13 all related? Is it like a bloodline thing? Like, are they related to the thousand-year-old 13, or do you just pick someone with a big family? No. One, not all the 13 are related. That's Lee, like, Gilby's a goblin. Uh, Mavelich is a Goliath. Uh, like, you've, you've noticed that they're not related, right? Dave I thought is they were changeling. related through marriage and shit. No, no, no. All right. Well, are they related to the old 13? The U13? I've been kind of frozen in stasis for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know the exact bloodlines of everyone in the world. Well, you've had a millennia in this dream world to figure it out. <laughs> I could have really used the dream world when I was uh, studying in Bard College, you know, meeting these deadlines. It's really selfish of you. <laughs> Steal this world for yourself. We're going to try to end this war. Yes, you, you with your hand raised again. Dream world or real world? Dream world. Oh, okay. Further question, won't that have some other ramifications? None whatsoever. Oh, oh, I got like, another like, people dream, though. Are they going to continue to dream after we destroy this place? The dreams that they will have after this place is destroyed will be of their own subconscious. Here in the dream world, the Quirai invade people's dreams and turn them into nightmares, feeding on the negative energy the souls they possess. That sounds fine to me. What do dragons dream of? When they take a little dragon snooze. <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry for all the questions, but uh, does this inf uh, affect daydreams also? No, day daydreams are fine. Those are what people dream of. That's their own subconscious. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're. it's not a subconscious thing when you're daydreaming. Well, who made you the dream expert? I'm just saying I'm awake right now and I've got daydreams of moving on from this. <laughs> yeah, did you go to night college? No, I went to match your demon college. BA in dreamology. We had a whole scene where I've been to college and rushed the house. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one. <laughs> All right, so why are you wanting us to end this place? We need to sever the connections to all of the external planes for our realm to be at peace. Why? Did you not just experience the Hundred Year War? Yeah, I, I uh, assumed that was because people are assholes. That is because of Savarath, the battleground plane, had hold of this war. Hmm. So we should get rid of Savarath. Each of the external planes possesses a different threat. This plane must fall first for us to get the... The Crystal of Dreams. Alright guys, seems like it's pretty clear what we need to do. Big tripwire, dream's gonna fall. Uh, also, why didn't you ask us when we were awake? Why do you feel the need to abduct us? Yeah, that's why you guys are idiots. I once ruled everything. You should be thanking me for choosing you to be my 
pawns in this game. Yeah, if everything's a shitty 60 by 60 foot cavern. There are more qualified pawns in Sharn. I don't know about that. We, I, think, I think we did a pretty good job. You freed me from that mage's enslavement, and so I've chosen you first. This ah. seems like a shit reward. I could have killed you if I had not resisted the mage. Oh, alright, well in that case, you give me 5,000 gold and I'll help. When we're done, <laughs> you can have the world. Bet, that sounds even greater. 5,000 gold up front, world after. I'm not quite flush on cash at this exact moment, but... Yeah. Can you spend 5,000 gold in the dream world? You teach me Draconic, and that I get the, the world, and I'm, I'm all yours. I'm in. And I go to pound, like, one dragon-sized claw, because I'm imagining him very big. You touch, like, the tip of one claw. like. And it imbues me with the power to speak Draconic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, sure. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Finally got it, guys! Finally did it! Only took him three months. We, we did it, we did it. We can all go home. Alright, D&D over. Campaign Game done. One. And then I look at uh, Yonder, and I, I say something nasty about your mother and Draconic, but I know what I'm saying this time. Nice. And you don't, because you don't, don't speak Draconic, Andrew. and I flip you off. <laughs> Andrew. I don't like the look you're giving me, Rob. What the hell did you just say? Don't worry, it's Andrew, all you in good him... fun. It's all in good fun. I don't mean it. Andrew, are you going to let him talk to your talk about your mother that way? Wait, he said something about my mom. How did... Okay, um, yeah, you probably know Draconic. Uh, that's not very Wait, nice, Rob. Do I, I know Draconic? What, is that what you, he was speaking? You sang in Draconic, didn't you? What? I did? Yeah, you. it was Tora That's, that's kind of cool. Oh. Wow, I, I was just I was just singing. I was a little drunk. I just I, I didn't really know what I was saying, but that's cool. I speak draconic now. Nice. Galifar looks Will at doesn't. you. Will Galifar looks at yeah. you, and he mutters something under his breath, and you kind of begin to glow. And he says, "Would you look at that? You're an almost direct blood descendant of." Wait, what? Are you my dad? Wait, no. I I already know who my dad is. I mean, are you my? He did are you call my mom? you son. <laughs> I, I would hope you know who your mom is too. <laughs> I want good family relationships for you. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's gonna he's gonna give us some sick shit. Let's do it. I get a world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is this is just another you know dope story to tell in my in my on my mixtape. I'm I'm all in. We're already here. Well, we might as well do it. Do the damn thing. What you will need to do is you'll have to find the Quarai who are invading people's dreams, drive them out of the nightmares, and follow them back to the city. How do you spell Quarai? Cor Q-U-O-R-I. Is everyone else wanting to say for a straight guy afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How will we know where to find these, Korai? In the dream. Check. You will see floating spheres of people's dreams. When the dream begins to turn gray, you will know that a Korai has invaded the dream. Jump into that sphere and defeat the Korai. Cool. Okay, right, I'm going to look around and see if I see any... Uh, dream spheres around us you're not in the dream world yet i would like to what? very secretly cast dancing light to make four glowing orbs appear and see if under jumps into one they're just <laughs> balls of light they don't do anything probably not if they're just like tiny one inch balls guys there's one there's one hey we gotta get in there and i just lunge i lunge immediately at that at that dream sphere <laughs> What happens? Nothing. What happens when I lunge into into the ball? Absolutely nothing. It's just a ball of light. Oh shit! We missed it, guys. Oh, gotta be quicker than that. You are not in the dream world yet. You're in a oh. staging place that I've put between the dream world and our reality. Okay. 
can we like make cool shit happen in the dream world? Like if we dream big, do we do we get to have cool shit? In the dream world, the only limitation is yourself. Now, into Dark War you go. And with that, like a wisp of smoke uh circles you guys and then disappears and you are on like a flat well a spiky um like stalagmited surface with these like black obsidian spikes coming you know like forming the stalagmites uh, a dark red sky overhead um and just everywhere you look there's kind of like large floating orbs like 10 feet you know in diameter um some white uh some you know starting to turn gray uh and these are are the dream orbs it's beautiful. I love it. Look at these. Uh, I'd like to like pick up some black rock and just put it in my bag. Yeah, it's so pretty. Oh man, I love it here. He said he said we could spend a millennia here, and you know, no time would pass. I'm all about it. That seems pretty cool. Oh. Uh, you also see a figure approaching you in the distance. Well, not that much of a distance. And would you like to describe what they see? Yeah. Um. So like, as soon as you guys had. Like, uh, I probably taken notice um, and immediately just started like kind of <laughs> uh, towards you uh, with my hand raised. Uh, and uh, what you see is uh, uh, just a normal guy, super regular, uh, very definitely has skin, uh, hair, <laughs> got plenty of that. Um, um, and as I come up, I will say to uh, all of you, hello, hi, yes, there are more people here now. There were not any other people here before but now there are and that is great for me <laughs> i mean i feel like this is great for me too you, you seem like a really nice guy what's up what's your name dude thank you yes hello my name is ro 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 robert human hume hume robert hume yes that's me that's the name i've had since i was create born bo since i was born <laughs> Hello, Robert. Hello, and your name is? Uh, my my name is Rot, Meister. Rot, I would like to engage you in a healthy, good-natured handshake. And I reach my hand out to you, like, and like, you'll, you notice that like my motions are very stiff. Uh, hey, hey, buddy, you gotta... And I just like very slowly kind of like bring your hand up and down in very definitive ways. Okay. And the rest of you are... Hey, Robert, uh, I'm Ander. Ander, it is great to meet you. I would like to engage you in a healthy and gratuitous handshake. And I do the same uh, kind of like grab your hand and very slow, deliberate motions up and down. It's a pleasure to meet you. There are still two individuals whose names I have not received yet. Your names are... Hey, uh, my, my, my name's Will. Will, it is nice to meet you. Handshake. And then we do the same handshake again. Nice. And the fourth member of your group. Daphne. Hello, Daphne. Handshake. I'm not going to touch him. I uh, I literally, I sit completely motionless. That's fine. And say no. That's fine. No handshake for you. Your loss. And then I turn back to the rest of you and I say, um, this is also my dog. And I point down and you see um, a spectral sheep. It's definitely a sheep. And there's like crackling static electricity kind of like floating all around of it um and i say uh, his name is sparky that's not a dog robert it's my pet humans have pet dogs correct or or rats and i just pull out a handful of rats that's an interesting them. dog hold on let me tell you how many rats i pulled out <laughs> 
18 rats. <laughs> 18 rats. Okay, 18 dogs, and look at them go. Now they're gone. I've lost my dog. There are more dogs in the dream world than there were previous. That is interesting. I'm going to take out the, de the decanter water, and I'm going to hose down the rod. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? And I pick up a room, one more rat, and I go, get him, Ratatouille, and throw it at your head. <laughs> And then I'm gonna spray you again. Bad! <laughs> I use prestidigitation to dry myself off. As you have named this rat, give me an animal handling check to see if Ratatouille oh no. does as you say. <laughs> Nine! Nope. Z not six! I thought my animal handling was a plus three. It's not. Okay. Uh, nope. Ratatouille uh, just kind of scampers off into the cold black obsidian. Goodbye! <laughs> Dog. It will be interesting to see how these live creatures affect the ecosystem of this plane. Speaking of which, this plane specifically, how do you guys get out of here? I noticed that you have entered. How do you leave? I mean, that's that's a good question. I guess, did, did we ever ask that of, uh, of our friend Gerald, the dragon? How do we get out? Yeah, that would be a good part of a plan that we don't have. Oh shit. I just figured when we got rid of that Korar, Korai guy. Thing oh yeah, he'd probably just come get us. Yeah, Robert, have you heard of the Quarai? Uh, have I, Nate? So you would have seen the Quarai. Um, they kind of fly through the air, mm. uh, and then like into these dreams. Um, this is what they look like. Damn. So for You're people right, listening at home, they oh, look like nice uh, dirt-colored brain, and the crevices of a brain are red, and then they got glowing blue spider eyes all over their face, oh, and shit. their hands kind of look like lobster claws. But blades. They look like a damn Metroid monster. They look like they're from look dope. the Doom games. Or Doom, yeah. Um, so I so I've definitely yeah, seen the Korai before and I'm a little familiar with them. Yeah. Okay. They have taken no interest in you mm -hmm. uh per se. So, you know, you've been walking around just fine, mm -hmm. um, and they they kinda pay you no mind. Gotcha. Then yeah, I'd say uh yes, the Korai, I have seen them. I ignore them and they ignore me we kind of keep to ourselves okay well that's convenient do you have do you have business with these creatures uh i i guess i mean they're kind of our ticket out of here of course it was right there in front of me the whole time the one thing i never thought to investigate uh, robert how'd you get here and i'm just petting sparky <laughs> Yeah, Sparky's very friendly. It, he's just like literally like doing figure eights around all of your legs. Man, um, I wish his name was Bolt. <laughs> that would have been good too. Um, so yeah, Robert says, um, that's a fantastic question, Ander. You see, I was born by my father, uh, a very powerful wizard in Fairhaven in the country of Anduin. Am I saying that right? I forget. Uh, Ander, sorry. <laughs> Ander, uh, yeah, my, my father bore, birthed me in Aondare. Uh, he's a very powerful wizard, you see, a powerful magic boy. But he got very sick with some sort of magical disease. And he knew that somewhere in his powerful wizard's mind, there was the cure, but he wasn't going to be able to find it in time. So he sent me into his dreams and put himself into a magical coma. I searched through his dreams and found the cure. And I hold up like a magical kind of glowing thing that's like shifting between a scroll or a potion or like a magic mushroom. It's just kind of like taking a nebulous form of like whatever the cure might be. Uh, and Robert says, uh, I attempted to leave the plane of dreams, but my father never told me how to do it. So I have been stuck here for 120 years. 
we're going to backtrack just a moment and say that Galifar explained to you guys how to leave, and how to leave was to get the Crystal of Dreams from the city of the Korai, uh, which you need to follow oh. the Korai back to by defeating them. Gotcha. That was That's all supposed to take place, out. but we were guys <laughs> were kind of fucking around. I lost my place in notes, so sorry about that. But yeah. It's all good. What the all-seeing god just said, that's how we get out. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple, of course. The creatures that I ignored the entire time were my ticket out of here, and I never thought to ask. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, Robert, um, have you interacted with any creatures other than Sparky in this world? I have seen nothing. <laughs> what, <laughs> oh, man. What, you, what you been doing for 120 years? I've just been walking or sitting sometimes. <laughs> Mostly walking, though. Yeah. <laughs> Will the character doesn't want to ask this, but Connor the player wants to like show him a picture and be like, "Show me which which of these has streetlights in it." <laughs> 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 which one of the? <laughs> what is what are the what is the thing that you are holding up? I see only ones and zeros. <laughs> oh no! All right, that doesn't look like anything to me. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Well, if the four of you are planning on interacting with these Korai and finding the Dream Crystal in their city, I would like to join you if that's possible. Of course. For man. I would love to leave this plane. Yeah, yeah, man. Sure. Yeah, we love meeting new friends. Yeah. Um, as a person who knows technology, do I realize like who who among us has realized that he's a robot and who doesn't? Like, I, I've been friends with Warforged before. <laughs> in the Dream Realm, uh, due to extensive time having been spent in the Dream Realm, is a Warforged, but is 100% human presenting. I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this brings us to an excellent point of reality about the Dream World, which is you don't present yourself in the way that you actually look. You present yourself in the way that you see yourself. Oh shit! So, you know, oh, like I have—I'm starting to bald. But the way I think about myself in my head is not that I'm starting to bald; is that I still have a gorgeous head of hair. So I still have. That's—that's uh, yeah. that's a really sad, sad yeah. turn this conversation <laughs> took. Hey, Dream World's gonna go some sad, dark places. <laughs> Hell yeah! Just thought I'd start with myself and my own hair. Excellent. I googled gorgeous sex demon man to try to find <laughs> like a really sexy beast raw and it, it's porn. That was verbatim. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what you thought you were going to get out of that, Adam, but... Not, uh, not most of this. Nice. Yeah, nice. I could have told you you were going to get porn. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just picturing like David Bowie meets raw. There you go. That'd be good. There, that's kind of more what I, I look You're like. You're David Bowie from Labyrinth. Nice. I just had to take out the word sex and man and just type in gorgeous demon, and that's more rotty. So if any of you would like to describe how you picture yourselves, if it might be different or anything. Uh, Ander looks pretty much the same, except a half inch taller. <laughs> that's a big difference for a halfling. Hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, He's no. dwarf sized now. Oh wow, <laughs> man! I think uh, Will would just be like sparkling a little bit, like a like a damn uh, Twilight <laughs> Twilight uh, vampire. He's just sparkly. Does Will have any facial hair? He yeah yeah. He's got like a a very well manicured uh, goatee. 
it's just perfectly symmetrical both sides now like yeah. you know exactly how you would want it to be and it comes to a nice point yeah. Daphne do you do you ever have phantom limb feelings where you forgot that you lost an arm and see your actual your you know real <laughs> elven arm hell no Daphne has four arms now <laughs> she's just got a bigger head because of all the extra brain in there <laughs> all the other smarts alright well, you've got this vast uh, black wasteland with floating white and gray orbs yeah, should we the red sky should we start walking I guess I activate the ruby chicken <laughs> oh shit what's the ruby chicken and for our listeners what does the ruby chicken do really wanted that item <laughs> the ruby chicken becomes a large ruby chicken that I can ride nice can I can I like uh, as you like activate this magic item uh, Robert looks at it and goes oh wonderful magic items may I see that and see if I know things about it no <laughs> I was always taught that sharing was caring. Perhaps I was mistaken. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you want to look at? Do you want to look at my? Fair magic enough. Lock? I give you a rat. <laughs> you go, there you go, foot. It's not a magic item, but it is a wonderful dog. <laughs> it's curse off it goes. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to look at my magic? I just got a magic loot uh, here that can that can talk. Uh, do you want to? Oh, I would love. I would love to investigate your magic guitar. Sweet. Here, here he is. All right. What's all this saying? Hello. Oh, it is a speaking instrument. Yeah, well, How are you today, sir? I'm all right. What what can I do for you, bruv? Uh, I would like to investigate you. Oh, not, not before you buy me a drink first, at least. Christ. <laughs> I do not understand that euphemism. Yeah, give me an investigation check. All right. That's uh, uh, an 11. Okay. Yeah, um, you kind of recognize that it is a magically talking loot, um, that it is sentient in and of itself. This is not a trick. Mm. Um, that and that it has the ability to grow and become, you know, more as as a human as as time goes along. Not necessarily as a human, but as a loot, it like has a personality that will grow and change. And this resonates with me specifically. What a cool guitar! And I hand it back to him. One day it will become a double neck guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh shit! Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it will grow microtonal frets. Oh no, we're in the world of dreams and that thing's sentient, so it sees itself as... <laughs> I want it to have little arms and legs. Yeah. It walks around on its own like, hey, finger me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a guitar, bro. I'm a beautiful unicorn. <laughs> it's go. still got strings all like... <laughs> You've brought this upon yourself. What do my rats see themselves as? Still rats. Damn it. <laughs> they're they're really they're really self-actualized <laughs> yeah. they, they just they they look they look in themselves and they see themselves for themselves you know what i mean damn i wish i was a rat <laughs> you look like a rat now <laughs> <laughs> we'll just transforms into a rat <laughs> so uh there's a glowing orb right there uh it, it's it's that one's white but he said what gray orbs Right? Gray orbs? What is what is the function of the orbs that you seek? I don't know. Go in them, get the core eye, come out, do the crystal thing, you know, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> bada bing! So what you're saying is we must get to a deeper dream level. Yeah, we gotta kind of accept ourselves into the next level. <laughs> well, I am game, as the children of my village would say. All right, well, let's, let's find some core eye. 
I'll take a look around, see if I see any uh, orbs that are turning gray. Nate, would I have would I have any like since I've been here for as long as I have, would I have like any specific insights into finding the Korai? They're not necessarily hard to find. They they go and they possess dreams and then they kind of leave and go grab another dream and so like they're not hard to find. Okay. Um, is there a, is there a way that we can engage with them? Like try to stop them from going into a dream? Yeah. Um, they're pretty much they're not paying too much attention to you guys right now. They're kind of just going straight into these dreams. Yeah, you guys can try to distract them and get their attention uh, uh, before they jump in a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just like. How are, are, how like far away are the dream orbs? Are they like ground level or are they up in the air? No, no, they're the, you guys can jump and like enter a dream. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to just try to jump up and block one from going into a dream. Hello, sir. I would like to ask you a few questions. He passes through you into a dream. That was a weird experience. Oh, I felt that guy, that right, right guy. Yeah, I, I felt that guy. Uh, his handshake, he was solid as shit, so that thing went through him, not, you know... Not the other way around. Yeah. It would seem as though these Korai are immaterial in some way, or intangible. Like most dreams are. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, how do do we fight something that we can't touch? Probably in the next dream level. Oh. Yeah, hopefully they're a bit more, uh... Corporeal. (laughs) Pokey. All right. Can I... Can I try to follow it into the dream? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to reach my hand in, uh, and then when I see my hand go away, uh, I'll say, huh, never thought to do that one before. <laughs> uh, and then I start leaning into the dream. You don't have to lean in, because as soon as you've touched it, it kind of pulls you inwards and sucks you fully into this orb. Well, I liked him. When- <laughs> I mean, we, we got to follow him. Here. Come on, guys. And I, I jump in after him. Oh, shit. All right. And I jump in also. Since we're in the dream world, can I will myself to fly into it? Um, gravity isn't as strong here, so you can just jump in. Okay. But no flight. Got it. They never flew in Inception either. All right. Um, Robert, as you were the first one to enter, I would like you to roll a d20. Okay. Am I adding anything to it? Not yet. Okay. Uh, it's a nine on the die. Okay. So with a nine, um, what is your wisdom modifier? Ooh, it's, <laughs> I'll tell you, not great. Uh, that's a negative one. Okay. So with a nine, you can choose either Opera Nightmare or Lost in the Forest. Which nightmare do you want to go into? I would say Robert has probably not interacted much with nature, given that he has lived his entire life as the shop assistant of a powerful wizard. Um, So I'm going to go with opera nightmare. Okay. The five of you appear backstage in what appears to be a concert venue. You see Sal noticeably absent are Johnny and Vinny. Sal is pacing around in a formal shirt, a jacket, a silk neck cravat, very shiny shoes, warming up his vocal cords. You know, the classic, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, la, da, 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 I don't know how to sing. <laughs> you can't do it backwards? Do, la, fa, si, re, mi, do. Oh, yeah, man. Exactly. And there's naked Steve's everywhere. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um, I, 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 I would just, like, lean over to the four of you and go, do you recognize this individual? Nope. What do you mean, no, it's Sal. Look at him. 
I know he looks a lot nicer than the slob that he usually is, but that's Sal. Look at that nose. Do you just give information to random strangers for free? Uh, uh I'm not intelligent. <laughs> you said you didn't recognize him. I'm like, what do you mean you don't recognize him? He's right yeah, there. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving you the information loudly. <laughs> yes, he's my. I'm not a smart demon. <laughs> Can we see a Korai around? Uh, give me a perception check. Fifteen. So you're looking around, and you guys are are pretty um, pretty much just alone in this backstage of what would be an auditorium. You can kind of peer out behind the curtains uh, to the auditorium, and you see one critic there, uh, just like with a notepad out. And but but aside from that, you're not recognizing any of these like flying monstrous uh, slug looking um monsters psst psst sal sal hey it's the wise guys what are you what are you what are you guys doing here what are you doing here i this is my night this is my big break this is how i get famous since when are you at whatever the fuck this is i mean last i knew you were a thug you know thugs have dreams too that hurts (laughs) i don't believe that that hurts Where's Vinny and Johnny? Listen, Johnny's engaged to Padmala. Vinny's the Flash. This is all I got. I got my voice, man. This is this is who I am. I had no idea you were a singer. Yeah. Oh, we never geez. talked about this before. Yeah, you know, you guys don't ask questions. You don't, you're not like, hey, Sal, how's your day? You're just like, we're going to go fight a dragon. Yeah. You know, I guess so that's true. We're just the little guys. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, how can we, how can we help... Help you sing here. Do you need a backup band? Backup singers? That that'd be nice. Yeah, you know. We just we just got the Sharn Express here to, to watch me perform and the, the tough critics. Tough critics, everything's gotta be right, but like also what I know is my voice. I, I can I'll help you sing. I got a great voice. La <laughs> <laughs> That sounds wonderful to my flesh ears. Well, you know what, Sal? I think you're going to do a great job, and even if you don't, maybe we can uh, strong-arm that critic a little bit to give you a good review anyway. <laughs> this guys is going to threaten the critic? No, we want you to win on your own merits. But, I mean, just as a backup plan, you know. Is waterboarding threatening? Y- yeah, waterboarding's threatening. Nope, that's not threatening. That's torture. <laughs> that's post-threat. Yeah, that's, that's not okay. It does seem like the threat would have come before the actual act. Sounds like a waste of time. Well, do you, do you got any uh, fancy suits left over for us to throw on? Yeah, there's, there's the wardrobe department over here. Like, All right. you know. I would like to try to get a suit on real quick to help Sal sing. Yeah, I'll go I'll go with him. I'll put I'll put on a, a tux. Okay. Yeah, you guys have, have put on um, tuxes that are uh, in every way matching what, um, what he's wearing, you know, with the formal shirt, the jacket. Uh, the silk neck cravat uh, and you know these just really shiny like you know spit polish shoes. I still have my Excellent. boots on. It's a bold stylistic choice, and I appreciate it. So uh, what, what's what's next? Where are we singing? I don't know. I, I don't know any songs. Sal, oh my god, that seems like something that should have been prepared previously to this big night of yours. Oh my god, I'm freaking out, guys. I don't even I don't even know mute. What? I'm gonna slap him. What are you trying to call? <laughs> like a get a hold of yourself? Like a get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I don't even 
even know what to roll for this. Give me a persuasion slap. Yeah, to like... Because you're not like trying to deal damage to him. You're trying to like... Come on, man! Yeah! Right? 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 As far as you know. Little column A, little column B. <laughs> it can do damage. That's a dank five. Oh, why the fuck would you slap me, lady? Wait. Ma'am? You guys, and I, I'm going to whisper over and be like, I think this is Sal's nightmare he's in. Like, he's not performing. Oh. Sal, where'd your pants go? You're in your underwear. <laughs> I want to see if it actually changes by me putting that in his is head. He in, is he in his... <laughs> he is in his underwear. And your whole second grade class is in the audience now. Look! <laughs> <laughs> they are not there, but Sal was in his underwear. Notice the description was formal shirt, jacket... Silk oh. neck cravat oh, and shit. shine shoes. Um, <laughs> I put does that, does that mean, does that, mean that none of us have pants on as well? None of you have pants on as well. <laughs> How did oh, I notice that? Right. Hang on, is this? This must be the work of the Korai. We got to find those those clowns and and fucking take them out. I think. Or we gotta make yeah, take the Korai out, or make this nightmare into a real good dream, like make him succeed. Oh, that might be better. That way we don't have to, you know, be violent. I like the fighting monsters better. Give give Sally your pants and then go fight a monster. Normally I'd be with you, Daphne, but we could put on quite a show here, I feel like. You know? Do any of you guys got pants? Because I took mine off. I apparently don't have pants. Are they necessarily required for your performance? Or can you do it pantsless? Yeah, see, I'm with Robert. I think I think it it kind of adds to the performance. Got to take a book or a page out of Steve's book. He performs nude. Can I make him pants? First, we're going to have a persuasion roll to try to make him okay, okay with uh, not wearing pants. All right. Okay. Can I aid Robert since he kind of started the started the? Yeah, since you since you two both said good things, we'll have Robert roll. But do I am, am I rolling with advantage or just rolling? Oh, uh, advantage. Okay. Uh oh my goodness, I'm rolling like trash today. That's only a twelve. Uh, I I would really like pants. Look! Look! I don't have pants on either. I'm confident. But, but the critic read. has pants on. <laughs> All right, well, we'll take his pants. I do track the logic within that. It is best to play to your audience. If your audience is pantsed, it would make sense for you to also be pantsed. I can make pants. Can you make pants? Right tool for the job, brother. <laughs> He's got pants. <laughs> describe, your, describe what you're going to do. Um... So whatever stuff is in wardrobe, I just take all of that and then use the fabric in order to facilitate pants using the magical uh, sewing kit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, he's a he's a short you know, person. He's a halfling. So I'm just imagining you grabbing like some jackets and like ripping off the sleeves and like <laughs> sewing them together. You guys have officially solved my no pants puzzle. <laughs> Hell yeah! Does that lure out the Does that lure out the Korai, Korai that we've like changed his dream? So Sal goes up and begins to perform. And did he have you... a song though? Oh yeah, Sal doesn't have a song yet. You've not solved the puzzle yet. We solved uh, the pants puzzle, we, but we know, but we know we can change this dream that he's having. Yes. Um, okay. Hey, hey, Will. Yeah, what's you up? Know, you know songs. <laughs> Why don't uh look, 
Sal, Will, come here. Come in close. Come in. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Will, you're going to go backstage. Okay. You're going to find a microphone. You're going to sing. Now, Sal, you're going to mouth it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's kind of cheating, you know? Like uh, it's Sal Sal's got to have his big break, you know? Yeah, I got to do this for myself, you know? This is this is how I make it big. I guess you got to sing from the heart then. <laughs> yeah, do do you have a song, Sal? Do you have a song stuck in your heart? <laughs> or Will could teach him a fucking song. Right, give me a persuasion for Sing From Your Heart. That is an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my heart's, um, my heart's like a, a working heart. Like, you know, I, I show up and I do my job, but it's not like a creative heart. I also believe that songs would come from the vocal cords and the air passing over them and out of the mouth. <laughs> That is certainly how my voice projects out of my mouth area. You Googling how voices happen? (laughs) 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 He said that and you just... (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Sal. Sal, my man. The song can come from your heart. It can come from your your brain. Hell, it can come from your liver. It can come from any one of your organs. You just got to find out which one your song is in. What organ do you think your song is in? It's true, I sing from the liver all the time. My arms? Are those organs? I mean, <laughs> technically no, but you know what? We can we can work with that. We can work with that. What about your arms do you want to sing about? I've always done more work with my hands than with my, like, heads, so, you know. Yeah, you're a working man. Yeah. Ham boning. Tap into that. How would a working man sing? Do any of you have working man songs? Yeah, I, I actually do. What's What's the... What's the working man song? I got it. I remember. Uh, I've been working on the lightning rail all <laughs> yeah, the time. That's long my day. same thought. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remember what lightning rail was called. Well, that's that's uh, I I can sing that. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll work. It certainly sounds like the subject material of that particular song would be relevant to your life experiences. I mean, I never worked on the lightning rail, but like, I, I feel like we're in tune, me and the working man. I'm fairly certain that Sting also did not work in the shipyards, but he still wrote that one song. <laughs> I did work in the shipyards once. What, what's the shipyard song? Okay, I have, I have no idea. I've been working in the shipyards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's... That's more applicable to my general situation. If you were also in, you know, the mob, you could be like, oh, I've been working for the mob. Yeah. I've been we breaking all to the identify ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sinking people with the fishes. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. I, I, you... I've been left behind by my friends. <laughs> they moved on to better things. No, that's well, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of figured out their lives, and I'm just the, the schmo that's not, not doing anything. But, yeah, you guys, you guys kind of brought me down there. You guys were bringing me up, and now you're bringing me down. It is essential to remain balanced and humble when becoming a famous performer. That's, that's good life advice, you know? I can set the opera stage on fire and, you know, make it panic, and you don't even have to do anything. That's not not what I want at all. That does that does seem counterproductive. I have like a little flame on my fingertips. I'm like reaching near a curtain. Like yeah. you, sh- you sure? <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's that's not not what I want.
these are all good suggestions, but I think we're going in a different direction, Rob. But I like where your head's at. You know, let's let's keep the ideas flowing. Sal, Sal, are you are you feeling inspired? I mean, I I guess I can go out and, and try to perform. Uh, you guys is gonna help me if anything goes wrong, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll help you for sure. Rot, rot. Put that flame away. Stop. No, that's not how we're gonna help. I don't believe that I will be able to provide any musical accompaniment. The only sounds that I can make are these. And I open my mouth, and you just hear like fax machine noises coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you would like to, if you would like to start a harsh noise project, I would be down for that. Wait, do you know how to clap? You know what clapping is, right? Uh, I very like. Uh, like if you ever if you've ever seen like one of those uh, Chuck E. Cheese mannequins, yes. like clapping along to music where their <laughs> hands are moving but the sound is not coming out, that's what my hands are doing. I was gonna say go in the audience and like really cheer him on to like make the critic think he's doing a good job, but never mind. <laughs> can you turn your fax machine noise to like a, a cheer of a I thousand can, people? I can set my claps to one hundred and twenty beats per minute exactly. There you go. It's just a metronome sound. It's not even clapping. It's just click, 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 ding, click, 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 ding. <laughs> I think you're ready, Sal. Yeah, what else can we help you with? You guys think I'm ready. You guys can't think of anything else that would go wrong that, you know, we might want to prepare for. I'm, I'm... You got pants. I got, you got pants. a song. I got a song. To my knowledge, we have prepared for every contingency. Well, I guess, I guess nothing can go wrong then. You got someone working the spotlight? No. <laughs> I see my role and start climbing up to the catwalk from backstage. Why am I in a suit still without pants on? I, I can do more fun dancing than spotlight, but I'm going to keep working with the spotlight. Because I already said it. All right. With that, Sal confidently walks out on stage and begins to perform. Spotlight hits him. <laughs> Spotlight's on. He begins, and he's a little bit pitchy. His timing is off. I uh, I begin clapping at precisely 120 <laughs> beats per minute. <laughs> <laughs> just like dead on, just. Yeah. And I'm trying to like harmonize with him, or not harmonize, maybe I'll like sing a little bit softly, like behind him as like a background singer, so he can kind of try to match match my pitch. I, I cast minor illusion to try to correct Chelsea. Some auto-tune. He sounds like Will I Am. He sounds like T-Pain. I'm working on the lightning <laughs> rail all the long day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do we need to roll for that? Should I roll performance? Yeah, give me some performance rolls. You want, you want everybody to do it? Robert and uh, Will. Ro I'm not sure what yours Mine's is. Mine's just a cantrip. Yeah. Uh, Daphne, Andrew, are you guys doing anything to aid in this performance? There we go. That's a modified. I already made pants. I also got a non-natural torn. His, his performance is really hitting. If there were more people than just the critic, there would be tears in people's eyes. I'm crying you know, a little bit. Critic, critic's a bit of a tough, tough go. Uh, as he's continuing to go, his mic seems to be cutting in and out. His, you know, uh, the, the magical <laughs> tinkering and wiring seems to be like cutting in and out this sounds like a job for will <laughs> just kidding obviously not uh are there any other uh microphones backstage that i can see give me an investigation check to see if you can locate one all right four <laughs> you know there's uh there's a whole lot of them 
but you can't seem to find them. You just find uh, Mike stands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he can see the 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 co- right. like the cords like the jacks that go in, yeah. but they lead to nothing. He just keeps following them, and they lead to nothing. Oh no! They're still plugging no. in Mike. I'm, it's like I only see cords. <laughs> Not gonna follow this anywhere. Now it's Anders' nightmare. I look for a Mike. Twenty-two. They were directly behind Ander. So he's looking like all in front of him, oh, no. and you're just like, they're right there. Ouch. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take his face in my hands and, and just turn. <laughs> the Ander sees the big sign that says like mics, and then like a case of microphones right there. I will quickly grab one, uh, put my duplicate out uh, next to Sal, and switch places with it, uh, taking him the microphone. He grabs it and he continues to perform. Uh, and as he's performing, you see a glare in the critic. Uh, and the critic is slowly getting angrier and angrier at this performance. I uh, take the spotlight that I'm working and I shine it directly on the critic and go, now the sing-along part! <laughs> to try to get the <laughs> critic to sing and be uncomfortable. <laughs> this causes Sal to falter, having the spotlight taken off of him. Oh no! And the critic begins to grin. Show him up! <laughs> Show him what a real singing's like! <laughs> Angry little bastard! <laughs> this is like when a comedian invites the heckler up on stage. He's like, you do it then! <laughs> and then the heckler ends up being like way funnier. The critic begins to sing, and he is outdoing Sal. I'm gonna boo. I'm going to very quickly switch to like a weird polyrhythm clap to try to throw him off. Seven thirteenths. <laughs> Seven thirteenths. Uh, give me a performance uh, on this this clap to see if you can get in uh, the critic's mind. Uh, that's a 21. Okay, yeah, it's it's starting to stumble. Uh, and they're, they're about, they're performing about evenly. Um, this isn't Sal's big break, but it's not showing up without pants on yet. I boo the critic. Yeah, me too. Give me performance checks. Our boos. To see if we're lying about our boo. No, it's true. Yeah. It's a performative boo. 13. 13. And come on, baby. Oh, that's a net 20. Oh, oh, snap. So you guys, tell me what you guys are booing. What are, what are you verbally saying here? Boo doesn't know how to keep rhythm. No tempo. No tempo. Who doesn't know how to keep tempo with a syncopated 713ths augmented polyrhythm? <laughs> you sound like a dying cat in an alley. Me ouch. Me <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. That was ice cold. And with that, the reality around you bursts like a bubble and you fall black in back into the obsidian, and it is you and the Quarai. The real-looking Quarai? Real-looking Quarai. Look at this bitch. No wonder he can't sing. Who had taken the shape of the critic. Uh, I, I look at it and I say, Hello, sir. We would like to ask you a few questions about dream crystals. Please roll initiative. <laughs> Wait, Nathan, no, we defeated him. We won. We won already. He's been defeated. Crit fail. You forced him to reveal himself. All right. I rolled a natural one. I got 14. I rolled a seven. Nine. Man. <laughs> Here we go. I got an eight. Okay. Am I uh, going first? Holy shit. Yeah, you are somehow going first with a 14. Wowzers. <laughs> Bowsers, gang. <laughs> Wait, you guys. You guys. I got that low initiative. Hey! <laughs> hey. Roll credits. It's the oh, thing. It's over. We can leave. <laughs>
He I've said, ended the podcast twice He's now. finally set us all free. He We've been that. waiting for the magic words. <laughs> imprisoned here for decades. <laughs> oh, shit. So I want to kind of describe what happened. Um, as you're in this dream world, and as Sal's confidence building, the performance is going better, the critic is getting you know drowned out, which isn't quite what he wanted, but like... It's also not quite the core I wanted. The core I wanted him to have a bad time. Sal wakes up in the real world, starting back to life as the core I releases from the dream, popping this dream bubble, and you all kind of fall out of it back onto uh, this black obsidian earth uh, next to the core. Dope. All right, Mister Mister. Oh, it's Cora. the cool place again. <laughs> so it's um, is it it's it's attacking us then? Yeah, okay. it's uh, it has retaken its form. And its form is more of one of the claw daddy ones. Uh, it's a Sakura Korai for anybody that actually knows the different types of Korais because they have. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Sequoia Korai. <laughs> so it's got um, it's got claws. Uh, we got a claw. It's got a pincer claw. It's got a stinger on its tail. Just a heads up. Um, can I actually? Can I do like a like either a history or an Arcana or something to see if like in my studies I've learned anything about Korai. I also have like a um, background trait called researcher from being a sage. Mm -hmm. If I don't already know something about a thing, I have an innate understanding of like where I would go mm -hmm. to find that information. Um, so like if if I don't already know about or anything about the, the, the Korai here, I would know like where on the dream plane to them. So not much is written about the Quirai. Mm -hmm. um, to know about the Quirai, you need to have gone to the dream plane, which is not right. a thing many people have done right. in our realm, like consciously. So then, so yeah, so then in like the 120 years that I have been experiencing the dream plane, have I learned anything like specifically about them like to look out for or? Um, you know that there are different levels and strengths of Quirai mm -hmm. uh, and that they all uh, respond to a Quirai queen um, and that they kind of go do this to harvest negative energy from from dreamers uh, and then bring that energy back to the queen who then produces more Korai, kind of like uh, an ant farm style. Um, they're not overly intelligent. They are kind of grunts um, okay. that, that go out and do this. Uh, not that they are dumb, but they are like, you know. Kind of hive mind-ish. Yeah, kind of hive mind and ish. Nathan, um, would you call this an alien ant farm? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Roll credits again. <laughs> it's like our, it's like our fifteenth post credit scene. Just just stacking just stacking the credits with like goofs. Or play play the uh, Seinfeld bass uh, sting. <laughs> what else would you know about them? Like, would I? Uh, I guess specifically, like, what I'm asking is, like, would I know if it, like, if it's resistant to any like specific kinds of damage, yeah. or 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 like more weak to specific kinds of damage, or if it has like any abilities that we would want to look out for? Because of because of you being a warforged, they've not interacted with you all that right. much yeah because i don't um, i don't you've also never been able to find their like central city got it uh while in this plane okay um so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with no you don't necessarily okay. know strengths and weaknesses that you makes haven't sense really fought sure yeah yeah and I, I i think we i mean we did establish that i had kind of like ignored them and they had ignored me uh if that makes sense will you're up first and, and the quarry is like raging it's got its claw and its pincer like snapping its tail kind of like rattlesnakes like 
shaking. Yikes. You can't see me, but I was doing some sassy shaking. Of the <laughs> I can imagine. All right. Uh, how close are we to this to this guy? Like we fell down in this obsidian place, but is he on like way far away or, or is he within? No, you guys have. So you were in like a 10 foot bubble. Mm-hmm. And as it pops, you guys kind of all land um, basically adjacent to each other. Oh, shit. Okay. So is he within uh, chopping range right now? Or do I have to step Absolutely. up? All right. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm just going to slash at him with my uh, my friend uh, Jeffrey, or Jeff Tholomew, uh, the living loot act. Um, and yeah, I think that's a plus seven to hit. So here we go. Does a 24 hit. 24 hits. All right. And I'm going to do... And actually, I have a second attack now. That's one of my uh, new features from being a level six bard. Does a 14 hit? 14 does not. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to do 1d8 damage to my guy here. That is six damage. So not great. But so yeah, I, uh, I as we fall down, I uh, whip out my my loot axe and I say, all right, Jeff Tholomew, uh, time to time to break you in a little bit. And I, I swing and, and just slice at this uh, core eye. The core eye reels back, uh, unhappy about being sliced at. It has never known pain in its life, uh, and it does not like it. So it turns and launches uh, its tail at you, its little stinger tail, and does an 18 hit. It does, unfortunately. It really does. You're not going to like this, this buddy. Uh, so first off, you're going to take eight piercing damage Shit. am i also within five feet you are all right i will take my sentinel attack again it uh, with the flame tongue rapier that happens after i do finish this attack right this attack's still yeah cool yeah you you're still hit so first off will you're gonna take that eight piercing damage all right that is nothing but as it hits you go ahead and take 13 or 14 more psychic damage as all of your greatest fears uh, and, you know, like, self-actualized fears, not like monsters, but like... Fear of failure. Yeah, start flooding to your mind. Uh, and I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. God, well, good thing I'm wise as fuck. Not really. Bards aren't really known for that. Uh, <laughs> it's a three? Your fears overpower you, and now all is what you see when you look at the core eye is greatest fear of failure. Father... Oh no. Don't want to live up to the disappointment. You now as Earl William Blacksmith don't know how he'll feel and see your father whenever you look at the Quirai and feel compelled to move away from him. Well shit. Alright, do I do I use all my movement speed to get away from him then? Alright, I'm I guess I'm thirty feet further away from him than I was before now. He turns, uh, and as Ander, you know, is going to be attacking with his rapier, the Quirai uses both its claw and its pincer to try to snap down at you, Ander. Uh, he misses with the claw, but the pincer snatches you in his grasp uh, and go ahead and take eight damage. All right, so when I attacked, I rolled a natural 20 on the attack. Uh, so a 27. Okay. And he takes 24 slashing damage. Or I guess this is be piercing since it's a uh, rapier. Okay. I hate to tell you this, but I'm gonna need you to re-roll that 20 because his... Well, I guess he struck Will first. So let's say he stabbed Will, then you attacked him. Then he swings uh, and pincers you because you are now grappled. Okay. Uh, as it is now your turn, after that first stab, you've now been pincered and grappled. Um, 
Is my uh, is my echo still around? Your echo did not fall out of the dream plane with you guys. It's just kind of your physical conscious bodies. Okay. Um, in that case, I will uh, say light it up, and the uh, sword will uh, burst into flames. And while I am being held, I will take two attacks with the sword. Okay. You are currently grappled. Yeah. So that'll be at disadvantage, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I am all right with this. That one does not hit. Does a 19 hit? 19 hits. Perfect. D8 and 2D6. Uh, so we've got uh, seven piercing damage and uh, another seven fire damage. All right, tell me how it happens. Make it, make it magical. Give the listeners something. All right, as he's holding me in his claws, I'll just stab down with the rapier as it's burning through his claws. Any witty lines? I think I've fought one of these things before. These claws tasted pretty good. <laughs> As you make a joke about the flavor of these lobster-like claws, Robert Hume steps up. Oh, wonderful. Um, uh, as I step up, uh, I'd say, um, uh, I have not been in many scrapes myself, but I do know that I'm hurt easily, and I touch myself on the chest. Uh, and I cast Mage Armor, uh, which brings my AC up third, or sorry, fourth. Um, and then uh, I will, that's my action. So I'm gonna have Sparky run up and then use its initiative to give Ander uh, uh, the help action on trying to like break out of the grapple on his next turn. Mm, so Sparky kind of. Spark, yeah, Sparky. So like, I, I touch myself with the magic, and then Sparky just like goes into full like Pokemon battle mode, and just like runs up and starts like trying to like get itself in between like the the pinchers and like push them up off, of, uh, giving him the help action. Nice. As Sparky runs up, uh, Daphne steps into the fray, or you know, Keen Eye locks into the fray. We're gonna start the barrage. Uh, so first, we're gonna do Ray of Frost. Does a ten hit? Does not. So then we are going to swap over to Eldritch Cannon. Does a 10 <laughs> 10 does not hit. Okay. Uh, fuck. And then my... Just 11. Also still missing. <laughs> so I want to. I want you to describe what just happened here. Uh, essentially, I like shot a ray of frost. My both shot like shot for... Picturing, you and know... they all missed. Picturing young Daenerys Targaryen uh, and her <laughs> dragons. Like, and then like breathing fire and the book missing. Just like, <laughs> you know, the little guys. It's like that one scene where they're like... I forgot to tell you, you can't control a dragon and then the one dragon that blasts fire over that slave master. Except it's just next to the slave master and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Firing this all from the back of a giant chicken. Rot is going to move his full 30 feet of action away from this fucking thing. So that's like, what, 40 feet total? Because you said we were about 10 feet apart. I saw you were all in a 10-foot bubble and you burst and were landing right there. Oh, okay. So it's going to promote attack of opportunity. Okay, then I'm not going to do that. I am going to cast Mind Sliver on this thing. That sounds metal. Right? <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, from your information, it's connected with mine from everything else. So uh, go ahead and try. give me an intelligence roll. 16 on the dot. What modifier? Dirty 20. You said they weren't very intelligent. <laughs> You lie! Nothing happens! Nothing! Good day! That's my turn! I tried to break into its brain and I'm like, I'm gonna fuck this thing up. I'm like, oh! Nope! Not gonna fuck that thing up! <laughs> 
dirty 20s still happen for dumb things, although it is pretty smart. Which is very opposite from the, you know, it's not very smart sentence that started this combat. I just meant it's kind of like a drone. It's not as... It's intelligent as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's a very smart drone. Drones are smart things. They're, you know, technology. So nothing happens. Um, There's a tremendous amount of processing power within that drone. Yeah, no shit, Robert. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And that's my turn. Uh, Will, you've been frightened. Yeah. And you look upon this Quirai, and let's see if you can uh, break through the mental barrier. Okay. So I roll another wisdom saving throw? Yes, sir. To start my turn? All right. Let's see here. I'm super wide. I'm not... (laughs) 13? Does not beat it. You still see your disappointed father looking down at you. Okay. So I run further away? Yes, sir. Do I still get to do anything, or am I just running? Like, I don't even get to lash back out at this thing? I'm not super familiar with Frightened. Is it... I I forget if it's... Because I know that there's, like, different forms of Frightened based... I forget if it's based on edition or if it's based on, like, compendium stuff. But I thought it was just that they can't take any action to move towards it, not that they have to. I could be wrong. Because I want to attack this sucker. I feel like if I was afraid of it, I would try to fucking murder this. It does have to move away. cannot willingly move closer. Um, so just initially you have to move away. Cool. Um, you can attack it, but you have disabil- or, uh, disadvantage. Damn it. Okay. Um, are, are you going to attack, Will? Um, I think what I'm going to do instead attack. Because I, I do have a thing that can help. If, if Oh, well, in that case, I think I'll try. I think I'll try to attack. So as he's attacking and he's swinging with disadvantage, uh, you see Robert's eyes light up, and I'm going to take my reaction to do uh, restore balance. Um, and so you see like a bunch of like clockwork cogs and gears start to like turn in the air behind Robert as he reaches his hand out and another like mechanical clockwork piece uh, forms above his palm and he like twists it a little bit. Um, and you see that the disadvantage that he has neutralizes and now you just roll the attack. Hell yeah. All right. So I'm going to try to do, cause I'm, I'm moved far away from this guy, but I'm going to try to do a spell with some range. So I'm going to try to do firebolt at this joker. And that's a nat 20. Um, nice. Nice. So do I, do I get to roll double damage on a spell? Is that a thing? My rule for nat 20s is you can either roll double damage or uh, you can roll one or you can like roll one and double it. So. All right. So the. Yeah. It's, if it's a spell where you're rolling to see if it hits and you get a nat 20, great. If it's a spell where they're rolling to see if they fail, like then. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. Uh, so normally Firebolt would be 2d10. So I'm going to roll friggin 4d10 if you don't mind. Yowza. You love to, I love hearing them bones rattle. Yeah, I really should have used the online thing. So I did. Uh, <laughs> 18 damage. And I, uh, yeah. So as I'm running scared from this, from this thing, uh, I, I turn, um, just as I've reached, you know, the, the point where I kind of feel safe or I, I get my 30 feet away and I just turn and I do a, a couple power cords on my new loot, uh, Jeff and Mew. Uh, and you just see a, a fireball, a from the from the headstock and just fly towards this beast uh, and explode. Do you yell at him? You're not my real dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not my dad. The queer eye, sensing it's outmatched, turns its head towards uh, Ander, who it still had grappled. And Ander, feel the claws moving into you, but not in a way that crushes you, but in a way that is becoming you and is entering your body. 
in a way that arouses and, you. Oh, this this sounds like some perfect blue shit or um, pa- or paprika. Basically, anything by Satoshi Kon. And I would like you to make a charisma saving throw. Is this against a frightening effect? No. Okay. Darn it. Being uh, halfling brave. Uh. Does a four save? No. You feel the claws <laughs> become vapor and enter your body, and the Kurai follows its claws into you and has taken possession of your body and has ceased Shit. to, you know, you don't see it. I am no longer grappled. <laughs> you are no longer grappled, but you are under the control of the Kurai, and as it is your turn, you get a opportunity to try to break that, uh, that control. Yeah, I'll try to force him out of me. Is quick, quick question. So, with Sparky giving him the help action, is that specifically? Was it just gonna be against him, like breaking out, or can it just be? Because I forget what the wording on help action is. If it's their next action, or if it has to be a specified action. I don't know either. I know it gives them advantage, but I for, I don't know if on specific action or if it's just on the next ability check it makes to perform the task you are helping with okay so if it's the task you're helping with which was prying the pincers open right it, it doesn't because I, I was too specific gotcha. yeah which i think you need to be specific. I th- yeah i, 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 I think i, I think that's, that i think that, that's how i would read it as yeah. well so i would say you read that okay that right um so ander you've got the core eye inside of you what um what you doing can you fight him out oh oh man this feels real weird um yeah, is there like a save that I need to th- roll or something? Yes, sir. You got to get a 14 on a charisma. Okay, so negative two on a charisma. No problem. That's an eight, so no. <laughs> I do not save. I don't entirely know why. That's yeah, just that make any what it sense. is in the, the monster manual for the core eye. So... I'm not gonna fight. I would like to. I'd like to speak to Gary Gygax right now <laughs> and have him and have him explain himself to me. It's Gary Galifar. <laughs> and so, in control of his happy new uh, halfling body, he ignites the flaming uh, rapier Fuck. and turns to attack. He probably sees Rot and knows Rot's a tiefling, so he's not gonna attack Rot with a fire sword. So he turns and attacks Daphne on the on the chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, you're still on that chicken. Does a 25 hit. <laughs> <laughs> can it reach? Okay, if, if Daphne's on top of a chicken that I believe is a large creature, can it reach up there? Yeah. Because it's controlling rules? a halfling, which is probably half the size of the chicken itself. Yeah. Because of the gr- lack of gravity that allowed Ander to jump into these floating <laughs> spheres, he jumps up and swipes at you uh, and does six damage. Nice. I tried. <laughs> well, I always knew that. He couldn't do any damage, so. <laughs> Robert, it is your turn. Um. All right. Cool. I would like to. Am I? Am I still within melee range of him? You are in melee range of Ander. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to Misty Step uh, as my bonus action and get away from him. Okay. Um. And then one of the things I can do with my familiar is I can have it take the touch aspect of a spell that I cast and have it. Uh, transfer that so I can cast a touch range spell through my familiar onto him. Damn. Uh, and so I'm gonna go ahead and hit him with a shocking grasp. So it's like an artificer, right? No, he's a sorcerer. Oh, really? Yeah. The the constructs that artificers can make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, very very similar. I think that I think a, a big part of that was them like classes familiar like things because wizards had that for so long. Warlocks have a, a familiar. Mm-hmm. Warlocks can have a familiar. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, all right. Yep. Uh, okay, cool. So that is, I'm going to do that. Oh, wait, no. Uh, it is for me 2d8. That's a 25 to hit. That hits uh, under your AC. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to yell out, Ander, I will shock this beast out of you. Uh, <laughs> and it does 2, 2d8 uh, lightning. That's an 11 points of... Not bad. All right. I am still alive. <laughs> did it look like, Nate, did it look like that had any kind of effect at um, knocking the Korai out of him? I don't believe it does, but I think that's actually a really cool idea. Yeah, if it just tastes. <laughs> <laughs> look, if we knock Ander out, can't really control a lifeless does it, body. Hey, do, Nate, does it take concentration for the Korai to like maintain its hold over Ander? Can it <laughs> concentration check? I like that. That that makes sense. The book doesn't have anything on that, but I feel like that is more logical because it's basically just possession until Ander breaks free, and then that's basically just gonna be like killing you with Ander until you kill Ander. <laughs> right. Good thing we still have no healers. I can heal. I took more healing spells this time because my spell selection was dog shit before. Um, we're gonna say that since you shocked hooked Ander, um, the Quarai has to try to regain control. And so we're going to do competing charisma rolls. Between you and I? Uh, between myself and Ander. Oh, okay, okay. Because you're trying to shock it out of it. Right, right, right. But this will now be, instead of the set DC, just a rolled DC. Ooh. So we can you know try to get try to get some of the things going. I like it. Ander? That's a hot five. Damn. <laughs> Wait, can I say that Sparky was using this turn to do help to get Ander out <laughs> with the help action? Sure. Okay, so Andrew would have advantage. How is your electric sheep helping with his charisma? He's he's like, uh, well, he's incorporeal, so he's like maybe going in and trying to fight the the Korai. Uh, well, I rolled a nineteen the second time, so seventeen. Boom! You force the Korai out of your body, and it like gets thrust back into this dream plane um, where you can see and physically hit it. Hell yeah! Nicely done, Sparky. Damn. I do not like that big, weird dog. <laughs> Daphne, you're up. Sick. Sorry about hitting you there, Daphne. That was a 22. 22 hits. Five damn. All right, and as you hit him, the how do you hit him? What do you hit him with? Ray of Frost. So as this cold beam hits him, uh, he turns a from his like red and pinkish brown coloring. He just like the life essence seems to fade from him, and he goes to, goes to just like a pale gray and starts to fly away from you all. That's called giving up on your dreams. <laughs> is, uh, is he still within melee range of anybody? So as he starts to fly away, those of you that take melee attacks of opportunity against him, your swords just go straight through him uh, as he is now incorporeal and starts to just fly you know, straight back to what you assume would be his home. I believe we need to follow that big squid boy now. Uh, I would like to shoot some Eldritch Blast at it because my range on that is 120 feet. Yeah. First one is... Oh, I believe I have to add something to it. Just say 16 for now. They pass straight through him as he is incorporeal. Okay. Uh, Whack. I would like you all to roll survival <laughs> checks to see how long through this dense... Um, or not dense terrain, but like this rocky... Uh, still like mighted terrain, you can follow him before you before lose, lose sight. You are riding a chicken, but he's still fast. I'll give you advantage. I got because 16 of chicken. again. Under wisdom. 
right, I got a 21. I got 20. I got an 11. Robert got a four, which is probably why he's been lost for so long. <laughs> Poor Robert. It's very on character for him. <laughs> uh, and Rot, what was yours? 16. 16? Um, Daphne, you got a nat 20. Roll me a second die. Nine. Okay. You guys follow him for 81 yards before it, uh, it loses you out of sight. You guys still don't see much of a... You don't see much of a change in this terrain and as you have followed. It's it's basically the exact same thing, almost identically. Uh, these stalactites, uh, you know, they're not in rows, but it, as far as you can tell, they're like, it, it's almost as if the world is moving beneath your feet, not you moving like, on oh, top of the world. Like one of those VR treadmills. Yeah, like you're on a spinning ball. Shit. I break off a little bit more of the black rock. Put in my Isn't bag. this terrain beautiful and scenic? <laughs> a much welcome reprieve from the wooden room in which I have spent most of my life. <laughs> hey, hey, Robert. Spend a hundred here. <laughs> yeah. And it never gets old. <laughs> how how long were you, uh, you know, uh, in that wooden room helping the guy that you're helping now? I um, was a shop assistant yeah. to my father for about five years after I was cre- uh, b- born. So, we say you spent most of your life in a wooden room, the five years and the 120 here? Correct, yes. The workshop was where I spent most of my life, yes. But the 120 years here, the five there. You see, like, his, his face, which, by the way, his, like, expression remains completely static all the time. Uh, he like looks off into the distance and just says, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyone see where that fucking thing went? <laughs> can I Can I do a, a, I don't know if it'd be investigation or persuasion to see if any of the other dream orbs have turned gray? Yeah, you can just look around and find another gray orb. Okay, I want to uh, do that. I think we might need to find another Korai to fight and then follow. Because my thought is like, Fight one here, chase it a bit, get a little closer, fight another one, chase it, eventually to find the brood mother. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're going for. Uh, would you like to... Uh, yeah, give me an investigation. That's bad. Six. Can I also look around for any dream orb? Just because you guys are going to find these orbs, I'm more letting someone roll and then giving you the available orbs. Got it. Got it. You rolled a six? Mm-hmm. All right. You, you see a gray orb in it. You kind of see this, like... Uh, you can kind of see what's going on to some degree and you've got kind of point of view through a person's uh, eyes and the ground is shaking and a chasm is splitting open in front of them uh, and like people are falling into this chasm. Buildings are toppling over. Nope, not that one. (laughs) Hey guys, this one looks shitty. Uh, Let's not do this. I don't think we're equipped for this one. Yeah, I don't want to visit a dream so similar to the ones I've got. So, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it is one of our dreams. You want to find... No, I don't think we're dreaming. We're we're in the dream world. I would not not recommend trying to enter one's own dream. I believe that is called limbo. All right. That's after like Fair the enough. fourth layer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get like four. Dreams are like <laughs> onions. They have layers. <laughs> or like a parfait. Or a cake. Or an or ogre. What? Oh, let's find the ogre dream. You guys see that anywhere? Perhaps we can find Gnome Perry's smash hit teenage dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Can I roll an investigation too? 
Yeah. Investigate, investigate. In oh, it's, it is a, where is it? A seven? So one better. I'm going to keep an eye out for any, uh, like, bubbles that are popping and trying to see if a Korai comes out of them. Mm. Um, so with a seven, you see a, like, dense forest with rain beating down, lightning flash in the sky, um, you know, and you're heavy, like, get close to it as if the person in this dream. Guys, this one seems great. Let's try this one. What's going on there? I, I look in. Look I am not look sure where. what those big pieces of broccoli are. <laughs> oh, those are, those are trees. They're like broccoli, but bigger, and you can't eat them. Do they taste like dirt still? <laughs> I mean, if if you could chew a tree, then then yeah, it probably would taste like that. But they're they're a little bit they're a little bit harder to chew and digest than a than a broccoli. Interesting. I would like to try to digest it with my stomach. With my human stomach. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Robert's on board. Let's let's get the lead out. If I know what lead is. <laughs> that's that's an important world building question, Nate. Everybody's been asking, does lead exist in Eberron? It's really what, vital that we all know. What that. is the periodic table of elements <laughs> in Eberron? Well, it's, explain to me the atoms of Eberron. You guys remember when I explained about the ecosystem uh, underground carrots feeding mice that fall off to feed the snakes that have been living in these pits yeah, for true. years. There's yeah, a hole in the bottom sense. of the sea. That's exactly how lead exists. Carrots. Carrots. Carrots are all carrots in Eberron are made of lead. Yes. And to get back to something a minute ago, uh, Ander, you look around and you see, you know, Korai that like enter dreams, um, and, and when they pop, and the the person in the real world wakes up, you see the Korai like not fall out and take this physical stature, um, but stay in incorporeal form and fly onto another uh, dream that it enters and then turns gray. Okay, so they don't like fill up and have to go back home. Correct. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm up for some uh, forest right exercise. Yeah, we've been sure. stuck in the city for so long. We might as well, you know, get some get some fresh air. Okay, and I just push Will in. <laughs> Tally ho. Robert steps in. Very. I follow. After I push. <laughs> As you enter, you feel the rain first. It's pelting down on you. Who is near darkness surrounds you. You hear a rustling in the bushes. You hear a snap and a crackle as branches are breaking. And then out of these dense uh, forestation pops Grack, a small kid who is also a giant and taller than all of us. So he looks like a kid, but he's bigger than all of us. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, that is a very large young child. What have you been eating, son? Oh, duh. Who are you? Hey, baby man. Uh, well, the name's Grax. Hi, Grax. Are you uh, are you scared right now? Yeah. Okay. So he's not the thingy. He's not the thingy that we gotta kill. He's scared. This is his nightmare. I mean, we're not we're not killing anything, right, Rot? Wait, why are you guys talking about killing? Okay. I'm gonna draw my sword and have it light on fire. <laughs> oh shit. The rain puts it back out. <laughs> Ooh. Way to I, be a wet rag. I would like to approach the large child and say, um, hello. Could you tell us what it is you are running from? Uh, so my parents always told me not to go out after dark, but I did. It does appear to be quite dark out, yes. It is quite dark out. Uh, and you know, I was just I was playing and then 
uh, some panthers started chasing. Does he have any like items that he's holding or like things that are on him? No, he's just pretty much just like a giant. He's like a giant. Child. He's like wearing clothes though, right? Yeah. Okay, I touch his pants and I cast the light cantrip, and now he has glowing pants. There, now it is less dark than it was before. Got something against panthers, Nathan? They're terrifying for small children, even giant children. Glowing pants? There's Listen. nothing to be afraid of panthers, son. They're cuddly animals. You just gotta know how to care for them. I believe he is referring specifically to these dream panthers, which may indeed be dangerous. You know what a panther is now? It's not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I do know the distinction between dogs and cats. A panther <laughs> is a big cat. Everything else is a dog. <laughs> Everything else is a dog, including things with multiple legs and crab pincers. <laughs> Hey, do you think the panthers that are going to chase him are going to have an easier time finding him now with the bright Perhaps, but he, he will also be able to see his way through the darkness much more easily and perhaps be less afraid, which gives the, the nightmare panthers less power. That's a good point. I believe that because of our ability to influence people's dreams, as we did with your friend Sal. That's true. We need to make their dreams less scary in order to disrupt the Korai's nightmare harvesting. I didn't think this out. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the child and uh, make his shirt smell like bacon. <laughs> God damn it. Bacon is a comforting scent for most meat eaters. <laughs> Do you eat meat, large child? <laughs> I, we're, we're mainly vegetarians. You know, uh, dad says on weekends we can have meat. Fridays. What kind of weird culture is that? <laughs> this seems like a special occasion. Then. Treat it as one of your special meat days. That does feel like a special occasion. <laughs> Tell me, big child, are there other things that are scary to you in this moment? I mean, I, I don't know where I am, and I just I want to get home. I uh, I touch the baby's knee, and I cast the cantrip guidance on it. There, now you know how to get home. <laughs> it's not at all what guidance does. <laughs> what does well, guidance do? It lets him add a bonus to like uh, ability checks. Right? Yeah, it's uh, the target can roll a d4 and add that number to an ability check, and it can do so it before can, or after the the roll. He could like add that to his uh, like survival checks to figure out where he is. Yeah. Hmm. Th thank, thank you guys. I'm scared. Would you guys help me get home? Yes. Can you tell us in which direction your home is? I think it's. I think it's that way. Well, then let us proceed that way. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get to stepping. Okay, so you guys are just following the lead of this child. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stay in the back, try to keep an eye out for any panthers that might be following us. Okay, so as he begins to lead you guys, um, you know, you get to a bit of an opening, um, and it's it's kind of a little bit less foresty here, a um, little less dirt, maybe a little more sand. Uh, and he's like, oh, Sam, we must be getting close to the river. If we can we can get to the river, we should be able to, to find our way home. Uh, and, and he kind of sees, you know, he's, he's a kid. And so he's skipping around. There's rocks. And so he's kind of like jumping from rock to rock, hook through the sand, happily making his way back. Someone's feeling better. Yeah, that looks like fun. Does it seem like his, uh, I, I don't know why I'm doing my character voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> does it seem, does it seem like his, um, a, like if he's feeling more exuberant or if he's feeling more comfortable, does it seem like it's disrupting anything about the nightmare around us? Yes, uh, the rain has gotten lighter, um, less lightning around, uh, like less, less frequent lightning flashes. Cool. I'm going to touch his shirt again, <laughs> put static words on them, dinner here, <laughs> but it's on the back so he doesn't know. Okay, so are you guys just, just continuing to follow him? 
I to make them feel better, I'm gonna cast dancing light to make some glowing orbs that I'm gonna form into a humanoid person that's gonna be walking along with us, but like 50 feet to the right. So like we're walking, dancing, this light beam, just, you know, a little distraction. Yeah, yeah. nice. Can I do like a perception check to see if anything's falling? Yeah. Nope. I am too focused uh, on the uh, the light being that Rot just summoned. That was a nat one. You guys are uh, also too focused to notice that uh, you've just walked into quicksand and are now knee deep in quicksand. Oh dear. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> and that is why the child skipped across the rocks. Ah. I cast Bummer. mold earth on it and walk my ass right off to the bank. <laughs> Damn it. You did. Magic ruins Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's only like five. It's a five foot cube. It's enough for me to move off. Right. What was it? Mold earth. Okay. And was I close enough to grab onto his molded earth and pull myself up onto it? Um. I love having 10 cantrips. <laughs> Wait, this is a cantrip that you can do? Yeah. So I'm just assuming that you just do it. Yeah. For like everyone to keep. It, it, it makes a. Th- okay. So it's. Uh, one action, and it's like five feet is my range, but it creates a 30-foot... Wait, no, it's a 30-foot range, and it makes a five-foot cube of good area. So enough for us to get on some rocks if they're close to me. Okay, yeah. Tight. Oh, man, that was a that was a close one. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> Ooh, we have magic. Such a trap. <laughs> I would have... I do believe that I would have sunk very quickly. So let's keep following this... This uh, this kid. Yeah, fine. Yeah, let's let's be a little bit more careful this time, though. Yeah, let's uh, let's start paying more attention. <laughs> this is uh, obviously this dreamscape is still dangerous. So as you guys continue your walk back, um, you're starting to hear foresty noises, or not foresty. You're starting to hear uh, river noises, which is good. He's indicated that hey, when we find the river, we can you know follow that home. So he's you know happy, all excited, but he's also like, man, that's the river going to take us more hours to get home, and I'm hungry. Do any of you guys have food with you? I do not have any food. Can't go anymore unless we get food. That was well-timed, Sasha. <laughs> do any of the four of you have any food items you could give this very big child? I mean, I, I've got a little bit, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for such a strapping young lad. I mean, I, I know this uh, old family recipe. It's a uh, roasted rat. Does anyone have any rat? <laughs> Right, that we can <laughs> Actually, yeah. Here, uh, and I pull out 33 rats. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jesus. All right. What? Wait, hang on. Would that be a survival check? Hurry, get them. They're going to scurry. They're going to scurry, Will. Yeah, give me a survival check <laughs> to one, start a fire. Can do that, too. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's raining, isn't it? The rain has, has pretty much subsided here okay. with the... Uh, I also have fireball as a cantrip, so I'm going to use that to start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've started the fire. And then let's see how my roasting my roasting skills are. Ooh, that's a non-natural 20 if it's a nice. survival check. Hell yeah. There's a, a fried up some uh, rat. Kids, Grax is all happy. He's like, oh, thanks, guys. I was just probably going to eat some berries, but... This is a special meat meal. I would imagine these are kind of like chicken wings to to this guy because he's so huge, like a whole rat. It's just like a it's it's like a little chicken wing. He starts shredding yeah. into them like a like a special at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. That that really tides me over. I was I was gonna just eat some of the berries, but I know some of the berries are poisonous, so. It seems like we may have evaded another trap of your nightmare dream. <laughs> that that does sound like it. You never expected that we were going to use the endless bag of rats to make it disgusting. 
disgusting <laughs> meal, did you, Nathan? No, no, I did not. I. Uh... <laughs> Maybe it'll take a little more time next time to think about how depraved we can possibly get. You'd think that I'm not going to feed children rats. <laughs> <laughs> I will always, always feed children rats. Even if there's other food. <laughs> Especially if there's other food. I'm glad we have all this recorded. (laughs) Statements that will be used in a criminal case someday. Yep. Uh, None of us are planning political careers, correct? Correct. Uh. Um, Can I do another perception check to see if... um... Uh, giving him the food and, and, and helping him through any of this is making him feeling better. It, I, I, I really want to see if it's like, if it is anyway seems to be affecting like the Korai in the same way that like helping Sal with his opera dream. Yeah. Sorry, what did we say that was for a check? Um, insight. In, um, oh, so that's a 16 minus a 50. Cool. Uh, yeah, it, it seems to be helping. Um, you can kind of look around and the weather seems to be affected by this child's mood mm-hmm. um, as he's getting happier. So it's like the, the clouds are clearing up. Um, you're, you're completely out of the rain now. Uh, but as you guys have, as the rain has dissipated, you're beginning to hear snarls and uh, cat calls. And like, not, not like that. Hey, baby. <laughs> you look hot. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> That's a good looking sheep. You smelling pretty good over there. <laughs> What's your name taste like? <laughs> more, more of the like snarly. Some hissing. Some, yeah. Some, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys. That makes um, more sense. I I believe that we have angered this Cora. And you guys are are able to actually kind of peer back into the forest now that you've reached the uh, the edge of the riverbank and see uh, a couple of larger, uh, you actually see, uh, you see two larger panthers with kind of like ghost streamy tails coming off of their back. Um, and they don't quite look like they're furry. They're, they're just all blacked out beasts on four legs. All right, well, do we need to attack them before they attack us? What do you guys think? Yeah, they don't look like friendly puppies. I'm not entirely sure that we can affect them while we are still within the nightmare itself. I think that there's something else that we need to do in order to pop the bubble, similarly to how we did before, in order to fight them. All right. Well, kid, what else can we do to make you feel better? I mean, really, at this point, we just need to get home. I start booing the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I start clapping a 713th polyrhythm. <laughs> Do uh, can you do another check to see if you can figure out which way to go to go home, big boy? Flash of genius. I have an ability that adds a plus three. I would also like to give him guidance again. Okay, that is a twelve with a plus three and a plus one d four. Yeah. Well, you know when when you roll d twenties poorly, <laughs> things don't go well. But thankfully, he knows that his home is like just along the river bend. So just across the river bend, he he leads you guys there. Uh, and when you get to where what was his home, there are just ruins that seem to be overgrown. Not like a, a tragedy had happened, but more of like a town forgotten and overgrown. Hell yeah, sadness. Large child, how long have you been away from your home? Uh, I I just went in the forest. It, for the night. Uh. Hey, I get it. Time works very strangely in the dream plane. How uh, how long has it been night? My parents always said don't go into the forest because the forest time works differently. And 
Seems to be a running theme. Hey, 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 kid, sit down. Come here, sit down. Okay. And I like, how how tall am I standing next to this kid that's now sitting? Let's establish some size here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna say the kid's like ten foot tall. So sitting, you know, you're you're over top of him. Hey, I lost my parents too. Well, you did? Uh, well, you 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 lost them. My, I I lost them. Very different. Like I lost them. You know, from them dying. You got lost in the woods, and that's how you lost them. To them dying they're not they're not coming back they're not around anymore but it's okay you're gonna grow up you're gonna you gotta keep moving on you gotta keep on continuing there's a there's still a reason to keep growing and prospering and becoming a parent a person that your parents would want you to be but yeah. at this moment i want you to cry and accept the fact that they're not here anymore give me a performance check 22. That moment, Grax cries, and Grax is no longer Grax that you knew a few moments ago. He's now a full-grown man, remembering this childhood tragedy Aww. where he wandered off into the forest and lost his family and everyone he ever knew. I, I, uh, I hug him. He hugs you back. Well, hey, Grax, wh- where are your parents now? <laughs> <laughs> this is your dad, your dad, your dad, your dad, and your mom. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Look at you, all grown up. They'd be proud of you. I knew I shouldn't have wandered off that day. You, you can't blame yourself. If yeah, you didn't wander off, look around you. You have just been part of these ruins if you didn't wander off. I've spent a long time coming to terms with this. Now you're you're a big adult man. I see you got a sword there. Why don't you go cut up some panthers? I think that would make me feel better. And he draws his sword, and three panthers emerge from the forest. Go get him, son. <laughs> Hell yeah. As he charges at the panthers, the bubble around you pops, and the quarai is there. Nice. As we fall, I just say, and when you wake up, you should really go talk to somebody about this. <laughs> There's no shame in getting help. Suppress it. Suppress it. (laughs) Damn it, Daphne. I would also like to make you guys aware that the people that you meet in these dreams are real people in the world who you may or may not ever interact with again. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. just a heads up there. I hope Grax feels empowered going on to his work the next day when he wakes up. Yeah. I believe we've given him a confidence boost. When he wakes up tomorrow to shovel shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sewer worker. There's nothing. Hey, everyone needs that, and their jobs are still bad. Yeah, it's he's a poop smith. He's, a, he's the poop smith. <laughs> the poop smith has taken a vow of silence. <laughs> all right, roll me some initiatives. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm glad I had one good roll for that persuasion because everything's back to shit again. 16. I got a three. I seem preternaturally incapable of getting good initiative rolls. That that like goes for all of my other D and D stuff. You too. don't have anything plus to your initiative either. I got a twenty-one. Nice. I got a twenty-one minus fifteen. Will for the uh, the second time. Come around. You're uh, you getting to go first here. All right. All right. All right. I uh I once again uh bust out my loot and I'm gonna try I'm gonna try a little something here with these these Korai because I haven't tried anything like this before and I'm not sure how they will react. I'm gonna cast Tasha's hideous laughter on this Korai and uh, they need to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, we're looking at thirteen. All right, they have failed the wisdom saving throw. Uh, they needed to hit a fifteen. So now uh the Korai has fallen prone. It it up. 
It perceives everything around it as hilariously funny and, and falls into fits of laughter. And it becomes uh, prone and incapacitated and unable to stand up um, for the duration, which is a minute. Um, so I think it gets to keep making wisdom saving throws on like its next turn or whatever. But uh, but yeah, it is incapacitated and prone. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm going to step back a bit, uh, summon my duplicate right up next to him, and just uh, swing down with the rapier as it is uh, prone. I think you get advantage if it's prone, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, and each time it takes damage, it can make another wisdom saving throw to try to be not incapacitated. So that's a 24 to hit. Yep. And another 24 to hit. Second one misses. <laughs> All right. Somehow, cool, cool, cool. somehow it misses. No, they both hit. <laughs> All right. So the first one is six piercing damage. Actually, do I get sneak attack on these since I've got advantage? Ooh. I am also a rogue now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. For time's sake, we'll say yes. Okay, so that first one was nine points of piercing damage, and the second one is eight. All right. Dealing some damage to this baddie. Will, he gets to make a wisdom saving throw on his turn, as well as when he takes damage? Yeah, after each time he takes damage, he can make a wisdom saving throw, um, and at the end of each of his turns. Okay, and it's it, you just have to beat a 15, correct? Correct. All right, boom. It. As Ander strikes down, uh, he whips back uh, and is able to kind of get out of this and, you know, pop back up uh, to standing. Not a big fan of being attacked, so he's going to launch his tail uh, stinger at Ander uh, and miss really badly. So with his claws, he'll grab at the two closest to him, Daphne and Rot. Does a 17 hit you, Rot? No. Really? My AC's 18. Beefy boy. All right, and I'm assuming 13 doesn't hit you, Daphne. I see lots of attacks. Health. Nice. All right, well, uh, then the Korai has missed all of his attacks. Daphne, you're up. Who's having the nightmare now, Korai? <laughs> uh, I managed 20 to the right front, so it's 16 damage. Okay. Is that all you're doing? No, both my little wizard friend. All right, take us on a verbal journey. Walk us. Uh, one minute. This is 17 hits. 17 hits. Another seven. Okay. Just jump it in there. Dealing a lot of damage. Start the barrage. I'm gonna double Eldritch Blast that boy. Uh, first one's I a 10. I'm gonna just get Does that. not hit. Ooh, that one is. How to do math? Hold on. 22. That hits. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. That is for six damage. Okay. It just kind of. Whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. Takes off a little fart of damage. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am going to um, look at the guy and uh, I'm going to extend my hand out. Um, and again, you're going to see like kind of clockwork gears appearing and, and manipulating themselves all behind me and like forming glyphs and runes um, as lightning springs out of my hands because I'm casting Witch Bolt. At it. That is... Oh, no! All right. Well, I miss. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, wait, actually, because uh, Sparky acts on my turn, can I have him give me advantage with the help action on that attack? Does Is Sparky able to give you help action? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's Basically, there are very few things that familiars can do, but one of them is they can give the help action to anybody who's doing anything. Sure. So can I have him help me on the attack? 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that one is a 17. That one hits. Okay, tight. Uh, so he's going to take uh, 1d12 lightning damage. And then on each of my turns, for as long as I'm maintaining concentration on him, uh, he's gonna do. Uh, he's gonna take another one d two. Okay. First one. He's gonna take. That's nine lightning damage. All right. Uh, and then uh, I've got him witch bolted up. So uh, on my next turn, he's gonna take another one d twelve. Very nice. I did. Am I within uh, touching distance of my man Ander? Because we're all we all like fell together, right? So we're all around each other. Yes. All right. Unless dope. either of you moved. Did Ander? Did either of you move away? I did move, but uh, my duplicate is still next to it. Gotcha. So I'm going to get basically where I can uh, be within touch distance of Ander, and I'm going to cast Enhance Ability, and I'm going to so get... As, oh, go ahead. As you move away, the Quarai reaches out to attack you. Oh, shit. He misses. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> My duplicate will uh, use its Sentinel attack. Hell yeah. I, 10 does not hit. Does not hit. And are you, I'm assuming you use strength for your attack. So I'm going to do. I, I actually use dexterity oh, for my attacks. Never mind. Well, this is on strength checks, actually. What? What is the, uh... you know what? I'm changing my whole tactic. Even though I ran to go touch this guy, I'm going to do something different instead. I'm going to cast Firebolt on my good friend, the Korai, since I got a little bit further away from him. Does a 14 hit? Does not. Damn it. All right, so that was just a waste. But I am going to do Bardic Inspiration for my man, uh, Ander. I'm going to say, uh, Oh, hey, Ander, I think you're a cool guy. It'd be really dope if you fucked up this Korai. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you get one, you get to add a D8 to an attack roll or a saving throw or damage roll or what have you. Perfect. Uh, yeah, thanks, Will. I'll do my best. And that's my turn. All right, Ander. All right. Uh, so using my echo, I will uh, go ahead and uh, light up the flame tongue rapier. And I will go ahead and attack the core eye. Uh, does a 21 hit. Damn. Yes. <laughs> and I'm guessing the second one, a 12 doesn't hit. Correct. You can add, did you already add your bardic to that second attack? I'm going to add it to the damage of the first attack. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so that is a total of eight. I rolled really oh, no. poorly. I rolled a one and a three. <laughs> Sensing it's near its end, uh, the Quirai looks around and decides to try to invade Daphne's body. Daphne, give me a charisma saving throw. Charisma. Trying to take over your mind. Become you. <laughs> so you need to be really cool to avoid it. Cool. <laughs> It is in your in your uh, self, which is also your turn. So you get a uh, you get a chance to to expel it with a what? Uh, another charisma saving throw. It's another two. Oh no! Damn! <laughs> Yikes! So as this Quirai enters uh, and becomes Daphne, Daphne's eyes change colors, uh, and she turns to you, Rot, and attacks you with Ray of Frost. Oh, does my does my witch bolt stay connected? Yeah. All right. Attack me with some rays of frost. Doesn't that twenty hit? Oh, you know no. it's just barely. It's it's so weird actually. In this one instance, a nat twenty actually doesn't. <laughs> I have this thing. <laughs> Wait, you have that thing? <laughs> no, that's only if, if it's ability it, check. Yeah. Uh, well, no, and uh, it's um, I can 
change things if uh, people have advantage or disadvantage. Not many. Well, I'm, I have a disadvantage without getting hit. <laughs> uh, Daphne, for your Ray of Frost, what level do you usually cast that at? Are you <laughs> the highest level. Are you cast it higher and use up her spell slot? Isn't it a, Ray of Frost is a cantrip, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you're at fifth level, so you you use uh, the 2d8. And since it was a nat 20, I rolled 4d8s, just so you know. Uh, rolled really poorly on the first two, which is why I was asking for how many d8s I had to roll. <laughs> uh, go ahead and take 15 damage. Ouch. That's nothing, nothing to rot. He's a tank. Oh, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> he's a glass cannon, like me. He, he, takes, he takes a shit in the morning and takes 15 damage. <laughs> no, it, it's something. That's why I'm always having a hard time. I feel like you need more fiber in your diet, Rot. If, <laughs> if or shit less causing, fiber. Or less fiber. Maybe less fiber, yeah. yeah. Less fiber because it tears. Is, is it, are you taking, when you take your shits, is it... Are you taking acid damage or are you taking slashing damage? Slashing. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's that's less fiber. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of undigested undigested corn chips in there. <laughs> Rot, you're up. All right, fuck this thing. I'm pissed. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the Quarai, and since it's invading Daphne's mind, it's attacking the Quarai directly, mm-hmm. not... Yeah. Like oh, it. that's nice. so sick. So nice. you have to make a wisdom saving throw. Good thing these bad boys is wise. Nat 20. Fuck oh you! My God. <laughs> you never let us have any fun, Nathan. Well, on a failed save, it takes 3d6. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> God. You gotta be shitting me. Hey, sometimes <laughs> it's nice to roll good. <laughs> All right, so 12, 16, so eight damage. And with that, the Korai exits Daphne ah. and goes to just this light shade of gray and begins to take off. Flip that fucking thing off. Um, as it starts to move, I'm before it's out of 30 feet of range, can I try to hit it with another witch bolt? Yes. So it takes another 1d12 damage. Uh, that's four. So it takes another four damage. Okay. It do, it doesn't seem to affect it. That no, it ba- basically, I was trying. I was trying to see if like because it, like like you said that like our attacks and stuff were like going through it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to see if like being actually like linked to it mm. with with the lightning damage was yeah. going to do something different. But it it didn't. It just still kind of like yeah through it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh. Well, then I say uh, I believe we should follow the core eye now. I'm following it all right as I <laughs> follow its trajectory of a middle finger. <laughs> so I'd like all of you to give me uh. Survival checks. Who got a nat 20 now, bitch? Roll a second and uh, d20. <laughs> Is it you? <laughs> I only got an eight. Guess who got a nine, bitch? <laughs> Do I get advantage because I'm chicken? Why a disadvantage? No, no, he, he asked if he could have advantage for the chicken. But why did I have to roll at disadvantage? You don't have to. Don't. Daphne asked if she could roll at advantage, and I said yes. That's all that happened. I don't know where you guys heard disadvantage. So I rolled a t- nat 20, and you said roll again. Yeah. I'm adding that to your it's initial di- 20. It's a different roll. Yep, so you got 29 for this. Gotcha. Okay. I'm, I got 16. There's a set um, yards that you guys have to go to get to the city. So however many dreams you have to get into, I'm just adding these together, and that's how you guys are getting closer. So you got that 81 the first first time around. God. I got an 18. And Mr. William. I got an 8. Hey, that's what I got. Eight buddies. You guys traveled another 78 yards closer. You said 78 yards? Yeah. I'm still walking. I'm not really concerned about like how, like, are we using yards? Are we going like, you know, 
blocks or gotcha. you guys, yeah, I've got my set target number that you guys are moving towards. Why aren't we using the Sorry metrics? Sorry for getting so worked up. <laughs> How many spans are we going? <laughs> How many stones? How much weight do we have to travel? <laughs> How many Grax tall? Yeah. <laughs> if cracks were laid on and foot to head uh, you gonna... know what the temperature here is me measured in kelvin the first nat 20 i get today is on yardage <laughs> yeah well it's a good, <coughs> good nat 20 to get no what a good nat 20 would get was to attack the fucking thing <laughs> well that would have been a better nat 20 oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck you you did 15 damage to me asshole <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I got to use my first spell slot and have more than two left. That's pretty nice. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. When I took a level in Sorcerer, I got a shit ton of uh, cantrips. And I was like, finally. Like, cantrips that can do damage, too. So I don't have to, yeah. like, you know. You took Draconic Bloodline, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was trying. I was beside, like, I took a in Sorcerer also. Oh, nice. Sorcerer also. You're a Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer, I'm an Aberrant Mind Sorcerer, and Lynn is a Clockwork Sorcerer. <laughs> Hell yeah. I almost did Pack Magic, but then I was like, oh, that's so much. Like, hey, you're going to make me roll on this? Yeah? No? <laughs> am I going to cast Fireball on myself, or am I going to lose all my hair? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would bring a lot of chaotic energy where there's already a lot of chaotic energy. <laughs> exactly. No, Draconic Bloodline's great. That's why I was wondering when you mentioned your scale tattoos. Yup. If that was that. There were f just a few more things I wanted to get to. You guys kind of choosing the next... Uh, Let's do it. Next one, as well as... Um, have any of you guys tried to heal yet? I, I haven't taken any damage, so I have I think I'm the only one that's taken a shit ton. <laughs> so, I took 15. What I've got damage-wise, oh, Daphne took 6, Rot took 15, uh, Ander took 19, uh, and Will took 24. Yeah, sounds about right. You know what I like about this dream world? That when we're trying to attack, it's not all like feeling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else I like about this dream world? You guys can't sleep or take a long rest. Yeah, I figured. Bummer. What about a short rest? I don't sleep. Me neither. Hey, me neither. <laughs> no sleep crew. <laughs> I, do a, I do a sentry's state thing where I, I, I just yeah. sit motionless for a Hit while. Hit a deep meditative state? No. No, it's like uh, no, I, I, I'm just motionless. I'm actually I'm still alert while it's happening. The standby mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's standby mode. Yeah. So are Ander and I gonna take like levels of exhaustion? Uh, no. But as you're not going to be able to uh to complete a long rest in this state, uh, keep an eye on that health. Can we Oof. not short rest where we're still awake and just sitting down? You can short rest, but I'm just saying. You know, you guys are you guys are moving through the core eye pretty easily right now. But it might not always be the case. Yep. And, uh, you know, if, if healing's not always happening, I'm, I just, I just want to put that out there so that way we're not, like, halfway through next session, you guys are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you guys want to take well, a short Well, thanks for rest? scaring me. <laughs> not that I want to kill you, Will, but I might yeah. kill you, Will. Yeah. I'm asking now, do you guys want to take a short rest where we're still awake and we're, like, chilling for, like, 15, 30 minutes? Um, I mean, I'm I'm good. I don't, sure. I I mean, don't I need could... to, but if, if anybody else wants to, I'm, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I just need some hit points is, is really all, but I can I can do a little uh, healing spell on myself. It's no big deal. Does anyone else need healing? Uh, I could use some healing. I am currently undamaged. You have a full charge. <laughs> <laughs> full I'm not charge. even, I'm not even dented. I mean, scraped. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So I can do 
Yeah, we can either do a short rest or I can try to do some cure wounds. What y'all think? I can do something cooler with my my spells if I take a short rest, so. All right, let's do short rest. And then I can do a uh, song of rest, which I think gives everyone an additional D8 to their hit dice if they want. Nice. Cool. I, uh, I Before I short rest, I t- turn my two warlock spell slots into <laughs> sorcerer points, take my short rest, get both my warlock spell slots back. And now I have four sorcery points. Nice. I don't know what sorcery points do for you yet. I can turn sorcery points back into spell slots. Oh, cool. Which I'm going to do for one of them right now. So I have two sorcery points left. So. And all my spell slots. As you guys uh, take your rest and whatnot, we'll assume that can kind of happen off air. Um, who wants to pick the next uh, the next dream? I will pick the next dream. All right. What are you What are you looking at for these dreams? Are you investigating them? How are you kind of uh, picking? I'm letting the chicken decide. Okay. Give me a uh, investigation roll for the chicken. Fourteen. Fourteen on the die. Does he have any uh, modifiers? Fuck if I. <laughs> We're going to say that he has a plus one. I'm going to give you the two options like we gave uh, Robert. So for a 14, we're looking at uh, to have loved and lost or the wedding. Ooh, a real romance theme. I love it. I hate this. I'm going to pick again. (laughs) So you see both of these, you know, floating orbs and uh, just you're like, no, chicken. Bad chicken. Just kind of pour a little water out of the fucking... (laughs) Your large cat seems to have made a poor choice. I assume you're investigating now? Yes. Sure. What's on the die and what's your modifier? Hey, Connor, what was that song what of rest thing? Investigation? Yeah. Oh, you get 1d6, an extra d6 for healing six, with song six, of rest. Thank you. Oh, snap. Okay. So with a 10 uh, and a plus 6 modifier, you can choose between man the walls, circle the wagons, thieves curse, sir and squire, to have loved and lost, uh, the wedding, and sweet 16. I'm really glad that this is where the session ends because I have almost nothing planned except for the <laughs> general outline construct of what Circle the Wagons is. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this also I, so that one of us maybe remembers for next time because I certainly won't. Uh, I got, when I leveled up, I got Counter Charm, which as an action, I can uh, give everyone advantage within 30 feet of me on saving throws against being frightened or charmed, which probably will come in handy. Nice. I feel like with these damn Korai. Yeah. Like the two encounters before. Is is the possession thing that the Korai are doing, is that a charming effect or is it something separate? It is not um, charming. It is possession. They okay. do. They can also cast the spell charm. Got it. Okay. Oh. But it's, but it, I, I guess I was just asking because it makes you make a charisma save and that sounds like charm. So <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. All right, so with that, you guys enter another dream. Circling the wagon. Uh, Hell yeah. I hope that it starts with the song Yeehaw. Wagon Wheel. Snake Eater. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's us again. Adam and Nate. We wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Low Initiative. 
If you could do us a favor and leave a rating and a comment on your favorite podcasting platform. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, follow us on Facebook. Or send us an email at lowinitiativednd at gmail.com. Just send us character ideas or thoughts and comments, whatever you'd like. And we'll see you next episode.